nice day off, a nice holiday weekend, Constitution Day. Yeah, it was nice. Saw yeah. the fireworks last night at Kamada Bay. Yes, I missed good. it, but it's always a good time. Well, it's up on my Facebook if you want to see a high-speed replay. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'll check it out. All right. So in today's headlines, the police are investigating an armed robbery at the Savannah gas station that took place, unfortunately, over the weekend. Um, Friday night, shortly after 10 p.m., two armed men entered the gas station on Shamrock Road in the vicinity of Homestead Crescent in Savannah. And reports are that the uh, one was armed with a firearm and he guarded the door while the other man processed to jump the counter I proceeded, my apologies, to jump the counter and take money from the cash register. Oh. They then exited the gas station on foot in the direction of a church, which is right behind it. And they are described as six feet tall, wearing blue pants, a black hoodie, and white gloves. Um, the one white who stole gloves. the money is also about six feet tall, wearing a black hoodie, white gloves, and blue and white pants. So hmm. they gave them the white glove treatment. Yeah. Yeah. It they should be so, dubbed the, the white glove robbers. Right. So anyone who might know who these individuals are, um, please contact the RCIPS. The Ombudsman's Office has um, had another ruling from their division, and they've essentially said that anytime um, government has an FOI request, they should preserve the records once the FOI request is made. I mean, this seems logical, but they're advising organizations to preserve records whenever an FOI request is made. And this advice was issued after the ombudsman found during an FOI appeal that a Zoom recording of a court proceeding was deleted after the request for the video was made. Mm. I mean, that sounds kind of wild, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they have reminded entities such as the court's office um, that this should not be done. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it almost it's sounds like, was it deliberate? I mean, that's just crazy. But anyway. I'm not sure um, if there are, uh, I guess you'd have to download that Zoom call. Yeah, and then but that's like the easiest thing in the world to do, it. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. So our mental health facility, the long-awaited long-term residential mental health facility in East End, uh, still being delayed. However, they feel like they're one step closer as they have said that they have hired a residential um, care manager so um, this is, I suppose, good news. And now they're looking at an anticipated start date of September 2023. So the new director um, is Marcia Amoy Mullings-Thompson, and she's going to be the incoming director of, it's being, the name of it is Point Siena Residential Mental Health Facility in East End. And she is the former CEO of Bellevue Hospital, which is the largest psychiatric facility in the Caribbean um, and they had overall, she had overall responsibility for the day-to-day -day management of that hospital, which has over 500 patients and 600 staff members. So she has taken up the post as of July the 10th, or that's coming up next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see. So hopefully September, it's been a long time uh, coming. One final tidbit of news, the world's largest cruise ship. Did you see this monstrosity? Uh, I have seen pictures of it. Yes, I saw it on your Facebook as well. Yeah, so it's set to sail um, in January of 2024. Pretty, It's pretty huge. So it passed its first ocean trial in Finland. Well, and that's this good is, news. Yeah, this is the Royal Caribbean International bringing the ship, and they're going to debut it in Miami. What's in it January. called? It's going to be called, oh gosh, let me see. Have they named it yet? 
Yeah, I icons of the sea. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, icon of the seas, nearly 1,200 feet long. We were able to hold 5,610 guests, 2,350 crew, seven pools, nine whirlpools, world's largest water park at sea, six water slides, including the tallest drop slide at sea, 20 decks, 40 bars and restaurants, lodging uh, divided into eight neighborhoods. It just sounds massive. you You know what I think about automatically? That's a lot of germs. It, not only that, but I'm thinking about the environmental impact. Um, you know, I thought we were trying to leave less of a carbon footprint around the place, but this sounds massive. But anyway, mm. there you have it. Icon of the seas. It, it's it's huge. And you go on that. Do you need to even come off? Like, do you feel the necessity to come off of the cruise ship? It's pretty I, massive. No idea. I'm not a cruise ship guy. Uh, yeah. I, I think Me either. Cool. To think of, yeah, I'm not either, really. But, but I've never been anyway. on those are some of your news headlines this morning. All right. Thanks, Sandy. We'll catch you on Bobo 89.1 FM. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday headlines. All right. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. All right, folks. Buenos dias. How are you guys doing? We have a little bit of time to kill this morning. So sit back and relax. I'm going to do some behind the scenes tidbits, including at grabbing some photos and so on for today's show. We got a lot to talk about today. You know, we start one topic at a time and then we see how we get on with it. So let me just grab photos and then we will begin to uh, get those all uploaded. How excited are you guys? Today's Tuesday. Um, oh, let me let me do a little bit something different this morning. Let me Let me use this, I'm gonna pull my microphone down. So it almost looks like it's part of those microphones. Yeah, look at that. Y'all like that one better or this one? That one or this one? I think I kind of like this one better. Let's do a little something fun today. Good morning, everybody. All right, let me grab my links. We'll grab YouTube first. Mm -hmm. So let me just send this off to folks. Good morning. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Still trying to catch up on appointments and all that fun stuff. Facebook. All right, let me grab the Facebook link. Hold on. All right, just two minutes left, and uh, we're going to be live on radio. So those of you All right, those of you on social, good morning. Stand by another minute. And uh, let me send this out to everyone. I'm trying to be more organized in the mornings now. Summer break is here. So I see lots of uh, Q 
kids are out of school. We're going to talk about carnival today. We've got a whole list of things to discuss. Um, about 30 seconds left before we go live on radio. Mm -hmm. All right. My God. Mm -mm. 20 seconds. Ten seconds. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Good morning, K Man. Rise and shine. It's summertime. I think all kids are officially out of school now. Is that correct? But we are still here. Oh my gosh, I need my show phone. Hold on. Let me see if I can grab Miss Stacy. That's the one thing I forgot this morning. Where did I put my show phone? All right, hold on one quick second. It might be in the office with me. Let me give you guys a little bit of music while I grab my show phone.
All right, beautiful folks. Found the phone, found the cable. Still unpacking from my week away. Um, so I got backpacks and cables and all sorts of stuff all over the place, honey chill. You know, when you go on vacation, you got to pack like clothes and all that fun stuff. Um, in addition to that, obviously, I uh, did the show remotely. So I also had equipment that um, I had packed up and stuff as well. So I feel like I'm still unpacking and getting all those things sorted out. So this morning, I thought I was ready to go. And lo and behold, look at what I forgot the phone. Can't forget the show phone because y'all be burning up the phone lines. Good morning, everybody. I'm back with a vengeance. Hello, Miss Vernita, Alice, Diamond Princess, all my usual suspects. Miss Morna, I got something for you today. Yes, you. I've got your mug and it's ready. Ervalyn, Miss Wee Wee, Siobhan is in the house. We'll talk about that monstrosity, the world's largest cruise ship. Ugh. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Ervalyn. It's good to be back in my usual spots. Vacay mode, done and over with. Um, I don't plan on taking any more officially until October. So I think we are good for a minute. You know, if I throw in, um, Chuck says, sounds clear and up and running. Yay. There you go. Um, might do a little weekend trip here and there. Birthday coming up next month. So who knows? Uh, midlife crises. I might do something. I don't know. All right, Miss Morna. Um, we'll talk about that. Miss Felicia, Stephen from the UK. Alejandro, good morning. Olivia's here. Stephanie Brooks says, good morning, everyone. Enjoy your day. Miss Iva Hart is here. Thank you. Thank you. She says, welcome back. Class is back in session. Oh, yeah. I hope y'all been behaving yourselves. Eh. Um, <laughs> Alejandro says, Sandy, hope you enjoyed. Uh, took enough pictures. You got a lot to talk about this week. I know. Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? Andy joining us from La Saiba. Good morning. Buenos dias. Marshall's in the house. Um. <laughs> Ms. Morna says, be careful. There's a couple empty seats in the classroom. Oh, yeah. We always keep the naughty corners reserved for the people of, of uh, you know, like Johan. He's, he's, you know, he's just a little troublesome little boy. Um, I imagine he was always in trouble in school. What do y'all think? He was always back talking to the teacher probably. And back in those days, you know, the teachers would take the rulers out and probably smack you in your knuckles. He probably got a lot of that too. Good morning to Miss Bonnie joining us from East End. She says she's going to sit back. She said, everybody sit back and enjoy the show. Um, Alejandro says he's living rent-free in the back of the classroom from day one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Miss Morna, Patricia is here. Jim is in the house. Thank you. Thank you. Corinne is here. Alejandro, Morna, Faith. So let me tell you just a little bit about the vacation. So it was family time. Hey, Charlotte joining us from Scotland. Um, my cousin, my husband's cousin, but Hey, we're family cousin had a wedding. Um, so she got married to her boyfriend, her fiance. They've been planning it for a little minute now. So it was nice. Gigi was the flower girl. This is her first time, uh, being a flower girl. So of course she was like super excited to be a flower girl. Yeah. And, uh, we actually did something special for her, which she was like on top of the world, um, she got her hair blow dried. Ooh, honey, chill. So she's only six years old. So we don't normally do very much with the hair. We just wash it, condition it, 
and braid it because she has a lot of hair. And so it's um, important to keep it, you know, nice and conditioned. And so I let Miss Rocio do all that fun stuff, to be honest, because um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, Lord, y'all don't listen. Just looking at it gives me anxiety. And y'all know I'm not a hair person. I'm the first to admit I didn't even do much with my own hair. And I used to have much thicker, longer hair. And I was like, oh, ponytail. <laughs> that's, that's the most that you're going to get from me. This girl has hair all the way down, all the way down. It's a lot. And so I decided early on from when she was the baby, I was like, mm, okay, so I can either fight with the hair. You know, the first six months, it was fine. It wasn't very much. I mean, she had, still had a full, she born to full head of hair. So I could just like brush it or whatever. But as it started to grow, you know, I was like, mm. the people at Tiny Tots were great. Big shout out to those ladies there. They would do it for me. So they'd put it like little twirls and whatever. Always good to go. They'd like fix it up during the day. I was like, oh, perfect. So I never really had to learn much. And as it grew, I was like, you know, this is how I imagine it. I can spend an hour plus of my time sitting here fighting, detangling with this child. She's crying. I'm getting upset. My last nerve being utilized, um, you know, or I can let somebody else do it who's a professional. It's not going to take them an hour. It's like we're in and out. They can condition it, wash it, braid it, everything. Half an hour, boom, we're done. And uh, she enjoys the salon experience a little bit. And then her and I can do things that are not as stressful in either one of us. So it was really about picking and choosing my battles. And I was not willing to pick and choose this particular battle, chow. But her hair continues to grow. So have a, have a look at this. This is her wedding. Uh, this is her for the wedding. Um, so, uh, yeah, the hair was blow dried out. And when I tell you, I'm going to show you guys some pictures because my crazy brother-in-law, I'm cussing him this morning because he decided to send me photos, like 300 photos. I was like, dude, who sends 300 photos on WhatsApp? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, apparently my brother-in-law does. I'm like, nobody in their right mind does that. Anyway, big shout out to Delroy. Ugh, no suck. I gotta tell you, I, I got the brother with, with the tech sense. <laughs> the rest are like, no, honey child. But he took, he took a few pictures that I thought were good. So, you know, everybody, um, you know, I, I imagine photographers now must be so pissed off because everyone wants to be the photographer. So we all have like smartphone cameras and everything. And, you know, I have a, a DSLR camera. Like everybody wants to be the photographer but obviously you're getting in the way of the photographers. So I can only imagine that a lot of them are like, honey child, get out of the way. What are y'all doing? Y'all are annoying us. I'm trying to find another picture um, that I can show you guys. The hair was just lovely and flowing. Um, so it was, oh, this one's so cute. I'm going to show you this one of her and Marlon. And you know, people, yesterday I was, I was somewhere yesterday and somebody said, I was about to ask if this is your daughter, but never mind. I can actually look at her and see that she is. Now, you guys know for a really long time, everybody has been saying, oh, she looks just like her dad. And nobody could see me and my own daughter. I was like, y'all need to stop it. Y'all ridiculous. Redunculous. I'm like, of course she looks like me. <laughs> you know, you, you always have one parent, I think, whose genes are like super, super. Um, is there a mosquito in here? Oh, good grief. I saw him slap him. 
Yes, there's a there's a mosquito in here this morning. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Don't worry, I still get them sorted out. So um I feel like there is always maybe like one parent who has more dominant genes. And of course, definitely Marlon and his family. Uh, so when she was first born, I got it. Like she looked a lot like him with the hair and whatever else. But, you know, I could see, you know, even at uh, probably six, seven months. But you have to see my baby pictures to see how much she actually looks like me. You know, she might look like me right now because, of course, she tells me, Mommy, you're fat. You need to lose some weight. And I'm like, yes, honey, Jill, I know. Also reminds me, yes, you need to go on a diet. I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can find a, another good one to show you guys. So, yeah, so we blow dried the hair out. And um, it, uh, let me see here. Yeah, these two are cute. You'll, you'll get an idea, sort of of the length of it, but it's pretty long. There she is with daddy. And yeah, it goes like all the way down <laughs> her back, all the way down to like her thighs. So um, keeping it braided is just easier during school time. Trust me, I don't want this hair on the playground getting tangled up in God knows what and people pulling on it and whatever. Zeus is already um, trying to pull on her hair. <laughs> on her braids when he's playing with her. And I'm like, no, don't do that. But uh, it was manageable, blow dry. But of course, you know, you always got to be, you're still like trying not to put too much product in it. But of course, you don't want it to frizz. And it was really hot and humid. It actually rained before the wedding started. Um, and then it stopped. And so they were able to have the ceremony without any rain in the reception. So really, really nice. So congratulations to Sharicia uh, and her new husband, uh, wishing them a lifetime of love, love, and more love. So good morning to Miss Juanita. She says that it's been a minute. She's back to be in, happy to be back in class. I'm watching this mosquito because the second he comes back in my peripheral, I'm going to, oh, I think that's him. He's still moving pretty quickly, which means it. uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, it's not a mosquito. It's one of those other flies. Those little ones with the little soft wings. Aw, I won't kill him then. I'll let him live to see another day. Um, yes, yeah, Siobhan, 300, at least 300 photos my brother-in-law decided to send me on WhatsApp. I'm like, dude, who sends that many pictures on WhatsApp? It's crazy. Drop it in, in Dropbox, Google Drive, something. Oh, my goodness. But this is one of my favorite pictures here. Her and her dad. Oh, so pretty. So yeah, so she was the flower girl, her cousin from Tampa. Um, he, he was the ring bearer, but they had him as like ring security. So he was wearing like a little security outfit. It was the cutest little thing. So he's wearing like a little security outfit and he had the rings and like a little security case. And he was like trying to be all serious. Ethan, he's like, I'm ring security. So super, super cute. Ervalyn says, please keep hair, please keep her hair away from straighteners. Oh, yeah, she doesn't really need it. I mean, she could do just a good blow dry. Um, but you know what? I love her curls. And of course, when she got it blow dry, this is the first time she was so excited. She's like, oh, my God, can I do this all the time? I'm like, no. I said, you know, one of these days, hopefully you'll you'll be able to do your own hair and you will learn to love um, your curls because the to me, those curls are everything. I mean, they're just so beautiful. But I also get that it's so thick with the curls um, you know, probably an occasional blow dry as she gets older will make her life easier. 
So Irvlin says she looks like you with a touch of daddy. Marshall says she's a spitting image of her dad. Most people seem to think that. Um, Sally Hander says they don't know what they're talking about. She got a lot of your looks. Sometimes I got wonder if you look more like her. She got a lot of hair though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Siobhan says talk about kids say the darnest things. Yes. The yeah, the Indian hair, she definitely. But you know, if you go back and look at some of my pictures too, you'd be surprised at how much hair I had when I was younger. You know, processing it is never a good thing. So I think I lost some over the years because of that. And um, also just not taking care of it as much. Like my aunt used to do it for me. So she was always, you know, taking care of it and stuff. I'll try to find an old photo so you guys can see. It was very, very long and super, super thick as well. All right. So we had a great time. Um, uh, an entire week away. Uh, oh God, lots of driving all over the place. Uh, what can I say? My husband likes to drive and he wants to show me everything and everywhere in Jamaica. One of the best experiences that we did have though, is, um, cause he's really into, he loves nature. He's a good, he's a very good, um, sort of cross section in his personality of, um, you know, he's, he's high tech and it and all that kind of stuff. But he also loves nature. He's into farming. So there's other things that you can really, really appreciate. So one of the fun things that we actually did is we went to this bird um, sanctuary, I guess. Oh, my gosh. They had so many birds there just flying around freely. Nothing caged. You know, they have just created this amazing environment for the birds to live in. And they just love it. So we did bird feeding. I'm going to see if I can find a video because you guys are not going to be believe this. So you guys know about the hummingbird um, of Jamaica. I don't know how many of you guys know this. It actually has the Jamaican colors in the bird itself. But these birds are just absolutely amazing. And um, this place allowed you to feed them. So they give you a little bottle with nectar, basically honey um, or sugar and um, water. And then the birds will come to you. So you kind of position your finger. I'll show you guys a picture here. You position your finger in a particular way. And then the birds will come and perch on your finger and suck from the little bottle. It's like the most amazing thing. The first time the bird landed in my finger, it felt a little bit weird. I'm not going to even lie. But um, let me show you guys these pictures. They're so amazing. But it was like one of those just cool experiences, right? To have a, a hummingbird come and just perch in your finger. And then they gave us food. Um, the hummingbirds, that's all they eat is the nectar. And so then they gave us food. And um, let me see here now. And the food was for like some other birds. So some of them came and landed. But I was like the bird whisperer. Because all the birds kept coming um, to me. And my daughter was growing impatient because she's like, they're not coming to me. What's going on? But she was a little bit fidgety. And we're like, you got you to gotta calm down because they're not going to come to you if you're moving all the time. So finally, she got one to land in her finger. And um, it was just such a cool and amazing experience. I'm trying to see if I can find a video. Because uh, it's just like one of those things where you're like, oh, my God. They literally would just fly. And I had multiple ones. Let me see if I can show you guys this one. I had multiple birds trying to compete for my bottle. They were all over me, honey chill. I guess I'm just sweet. 
them love the sweetness. All right, so let me show you guys this picture because this uh, this is pretty cool to have a hummingbird literally feeding out of your hand. All right, let me see if I can grab a few of these and show you. So it was a good time. Um, got to enjoy different parts of the island, which was fun. Experienced uh, different things. Wish I had gotten more sleep, though. I kept telling him, not every day do I want to be driving four, five, six hours a day just because you feel like you got to be showing me something in Jamaica. I'm like, hi, Chad, please. Can I just put up my feet and relax and do nothing? Mm -mm -mm. You know, some people just don't believe in doing nothing on vacation. All right, let me show you guys these uh, pictures. So look at this. This is pretty cool. So this is me, and there's the hummingbird. It has the green, the Jamaican green and black, which is in their flag. And I mean, they're, I see why they're called hummingbirds, because literally their wings move so fast. And when they're right by your ear, it kind of has almost like a humming sound. So yeah, this is me just sitting down there. You put your finger in front of the little bottle. You position the bottle, you know, downwards a little bit so that they can suckle on it. And uh, yeah, they literally come and just perch on your finger. They don't have to perch. They can do it like they can keep flapping their wings and then just do it that way. But I think it's a little bit easier for them if you do put your finger out. So here's a little video. That is so cool. See? So, That's not a hummingbird. Yeah, so there were other birds there trying to get some, but look, look at the hummingbird. He just came perched on my finger. That one is called the yellow-faced grass squid. And he's telling us all about that. The other one wanted some too. So literally I had like three birds competing for me. Isn't that funny? That is so cool. That's not a hummingbird. So she's like, That's that one is a hummingbird. Oh my gosh. I forget what that one was called. I just said it, but. That anyway. one is called the yellow face grass squid. Yellow face something something. Anyway, we were le learning all about birds. And so I think in this area, there's like thousands of these birds um, kind of all over the place. And uh, it was just a super, super cool experience um, for the entire family to just feed hummingbirds. And then there's another one with a little bird eating from my hand. Let me see if I can show you guys this one. Um, so yeah, had a good time. Glad to be back home. No place like home as far as I'm concerned, honey chill. And I must tell you as well that the flight coming back was eventful. I was like, you know, sometimes my mind kind of wonders how I'm just in the right place at the right time to catch a little news, honey chill. But um, coming back, there was a lady who was having some chest pains for her. And so they had to call the ambulance. As we arrived, as we were landing, they actually had to call the ambulance for her. And um, apparently she was in the hospital a couple days before that. And she, I guess, you know, just wasn't feeling well. And so the ambulance had to come and take her off the plane. Really, really professional. Big shout out to the EMT staff. I thought that they did a fantastic job um, actually, you know, just assisting her. And uh, we were just delayed by a few minutes, but that was perfectly fine. And I'm hope I, I hope she's doing well. I hope she's okay. 
All right, let me show you just a couple more and then we're gonna move on. But yeah, these hummingbirds were so cool and uh, pretty amazing. So I'm gonna show you this other bird that was like feeding it in my hand. I forget what this one is called. There's There was a ton of, ton and tons and tons and tons of birds there. So um, yeah, the hummingbirds move, whew, their wings move at the speed of light, man. I tell you what. I was like, wow, these birds are like really cool. Um, hold on a second. Now. Let me see if there's another one. Uh, let me see here, honey chill. But these are the things you got to do. Go and experience, you know, do things that allow your kids to experience life. Look at this little bird eating out of my hand. Literally, look at that. He was just enjoying himself. Yep, getting fed. But I always tell people, let, let your children have experiences. I feel like a lot of times we kind of focus on uh, buying things for kids. You know, okay, that's fine, whatever. But allow them to have the experiences in life like this, because this is how they build those amazing uh, memories, right? So, you know, this is this. These are the things that they're gonna. They're going to really, really remember as opposed to, oh, I bought a new pair of shoes. Yeah, those shoes were in the garbage before you know it. All right, check out this kind of close up of the national bird of Jamaica, the hummingbird. Look at look at their weight. Look at how they fly. Look at how fast. I think we, we tried to slow it down with slow motion. Look at that. But when I tell you those little wings be moving, honey, chill. And he told us all about how, um, how they grow the tail. The females don't have um the tails and stuff like that it's only the males that do and so it takes them a while for it to grow like that so you can tell kind of how old they are um based on see there he, there he is he's back again look at that isn't that amazing you can kind of tell how old they are based on the length of of that tail um but yeah isn't that beautiful look at that bird and it keeps like going back to grab some nectar Right. And those wings are just so in this instance here, I didn't put out my finger for him. I was just letting him free fly and get the nectar. But they're just amazing that they even can do that. And so, yeah, he kept coming back. It's a longer video. I'll post this one up a bit later on because this was pretty cool. Um, so I did a little slow-mo on this. Yeah, look at his little wings flapping away. And when, like I said, when they buzz by your ear, it's that humming sound that you get to hear that makes you go, oh, now I know why they're called hummingbirds. Um, so yeah, so this is me capturing in slow-mo um, some of the experience. All right, good stuff. It was fun. Glad to be back. So I was thinking to myself when I was away, I was like, you know what? I don't want y'all to miss me too, too much. So I did, as you know, a shortened show. Um, so much be happening, child. It's like, I want to be keeping up a little bit. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Juanita is like, nope, she looks like Marlon. Um, Vernita says she's so cute. She does have a lot of hair, uh, takes up a lot of time. All of my kids had lots of hair, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, child. I see y'all be fighting with children with their hair and detangling and braiding. I'm like, oh, mm -mm. I just don't have the time for it or the patience. Um, 
Miss Vernita says to me, she did look like her dad. However, she's looking a bit more like you now. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good 50-50 combination. Um, that I'll have to ask Corrine. I can't remember. I was driving all over the place, child. We went to Black River. We got to see some turtles and crocodiles, I think is what they are. All sorts of stuff, child. We were all over the place. And you know what the highlight of my trip was? Guess what? I saw a man on the side of the street. And guess what he was selling? Mm -mm -mm, honey, chill. He was selling plums. I was like, oh, I haven't seen any plums in Cayman for the season. I got like five bag of plums. And trust me, for the next couple of days, I was in plum heaven. Ooh, honey, chill. Mm -mm -mm. Delicious. Mm. I let Gianna try one. She's like, eh, I don't like this. I was like, you'll grow to love plums. Trust and believe me when I tell you they are the best. Delicious. And then, you know, they have a lot of these fish places where you go and you pick out your fish and they'll fix it for you, whatever. So we did one of those. Um, oh, gosh, I can't I can't remember the name of places. Chill. I don't know where that was somewhere. I think that one was kind of close to Black River as well. Miss Barbara says, very happy to have you back. Thank you, Miss Barbara. So um, I didn't really skip a beat, though. I was keeping up with everything that was going on in Cayman and then some. You know, when, you, when you're in the business of news, um, all I can tell you is news is always happening. And so you always know what's going on and you always have to kind of stay in the know to remain relevant. That's just part of the job. And so, you know, I got my WhatsApp. Everything was coming in still. Um, I was very much in the know in terms of what was going on. So you guys know last week we talked about a lot of topical things. If you missed any of those shows, go back and listen to them. The one with the police. I really hope that the police were listening. Because just yesterday, I think it was, or day before, someone who obviously hadn't heard the show was like, Sandy, what are the police doing? We need more of this. And I said, oh, we were talking about this on... I think it was Monday show or Tuesday show. Um, now, the guy in the brack, listen to this hot mess that they arrested for shooting into somebody's house. He was released like the next day back into the brack community. Now, th this is concerning to me. Oh, good morning. Someone says, hey, Sandy, did you know that the hummingbird is the only bird that can fly backwards in midair? Oh, wow. I believe it because um, those wings, boy. They got some power. They're little birds, but those wings are flapping like a mile a minute. Oh, somebody else said the exact same thing. They says, nice picture of uh, Minnie, you and dad. A good morning and welcome back. The hummingbird is the only bird that can fly backwards. So somebody else knew that. I didn't actually know that. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, they're they're amazing little birds. Um. So, Yes. People were kind of, you know, talking to me what, what's been happening. And I heard that this guy in the BRAC was out. I was like, what? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I understand the court process and I understand they can't just unlawfully detain people and everybody's innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. I get all of that. But I can't imagine how that woman must be feeling. To know this man sh allegedly shot inside her house, they arrest him in grand fanfare, 
And then the next day, he's back out on the streets again. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll have to see where this goes and if they're able to charge him. I mean, sometimes I think the idea is, but you see, they can't, they can't keep him. If they only arrested him, not charge him, they can't really keep him locked up until he's been charged. So, you know, I guess their investigations continue. Mm, you gotta be careful though. Because this is where good citizens are going to say the police are not effective and um, we're going to take matters into our own hands. Hmm. I'll keep you all updated, honey, Jill. But all I can say is that's a hot mess of a situation. Good morning to Daisy. Uh, Cameron says Sandy can catch news faster than a barra in a school of sprats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the guy was let back in the Brat community. Uh, when why he shot into somebody's house? Well, the talk on the streets in the Kim and Brack is that he was going around saying that this woman was informing on him. What a mess, honey chow. Lord Jesus, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. But yep, he's he's back on the streets. Good morning to Johan. Yes, I'm back on the rock, live and direct. Uh-huh. You ever come back home? And you touch down and you just want to kiss the ground called the Cayman Islands. <laughs> First of all, the band was there. You know, when you walk in, the little band that plays music or whatever, they were there for a beautiful, warm welcome. And they saw me like, hey, Sandy. And I'm like, hey. I love to hear that music. I hope they're there all the time. I don't always see them, but I do see them sometimes. I love that they're there. I think it's so um, flavorful, you know, playing Caribbean music, Caymanian music. And I just think it's beautiful. And, um, you know, keep them there, tourism. Keep keep them there. I think that's a nice touch to coming back home. You just feel like you have touched down and landed in the most amazing place in the world. And we're trying to keep it that way. Now, we're going to talk today about some ways in which Cayman is not amazing. And I'm going to start to point some fingers and blame some of y'all. Because one thing that I, that one of the observations I always make when I travel is how clean a place is. You know, the good book says cleanliness is next to godliness. I believe that's in the good book. Um, and I believe that that is, uh, cleanliness is really, really important. And I think that we are somehow dropping the ball in this country. We're just missing the mark completely. We've become some really nasty people. And I'm going to say we collectively, because even if this is not you individually, when we see something and we say nothing about it, we become part of the problem. So all weekend, I had people blowing up my phone about um, garbage. Um, let's see here. Garbage all over the place. I'm just looking for some additional messages that people sent me honey chill up to last night people are like oh my gosh sandy look at this house look at this one y'all y'all how did we become so incredibly nasty no pride right 
So when I go to New York and I see the piles of garbage on the sidewalk, I'm like, ew, this place is nasty. It's like reminiscent of a third world country. Ugh. So I'm going to call out some situations here this morning. Some of them uh, is people dumping in other people's land, which is ridiculous. And then some of it is you guys just really and truly don't care. And you're keeping your own properties in a hot mess of a situation. So from the week before, I'm going to show you all some of these. People have been sending me pictures of where people are dumping down in Lookout Gardens. I mean, just all over the place. And it really is sad. And I think it speaks volumes to the, the kind of degradation of our society that we're having uh, going on in more ways than one, to be quite frank. Mm -mm -mm. My goodness, you can't even take pride in your own environment. So, of course, it was also Carnival this weekend. And enough of y'all were cussing about Carnival. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know whose responsibility it is to clean up after Carnival. But I tell you what, y'all were not doing a very good job at it. The garbage everywhere. And I did, I did not go West Bay Road. So this is other people who were contacting me saying, Sandy, what is going on with Carnival? Clean up, you know? And I'm like, I don't even know whose responsibility that is. I can't imagine that it's the government's responsibility. Like it shouldn't be. People are like, well, is this Department of Tourism? Why is it their responsibility to clean up after a private event? I mean, yes, it's a Carnival, but it's still a private event. So I think the people who put the event on are the ones who um, should really be responsible for cleanup. And what I'm, what I'm really shocked and surprised about is why was there so much trash on the roads to begin with? You know what I'm saying? You guys going out there, what do you call it? Parlancing or parlaying or whatever the heck it is, dancing in the streets. Why are you throwing garbage everywhere? Take your recyclable water bottle with you. We know it ain't got water in it for most of you. Y'all drinking other beverages. Okay. Uh-huh. You fill it up, refill it, whatever. But why on earth was there so much garbage just thrown all over the place to begin with? And then why did it have to stay there for so long and nobody seemed to know who was supposed to be cleaning it up? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, good morning, Sandra. Sound like, sound, you and need your I'm own so show to talk about good morning, caller. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I wouldn't try that one. <laughs> you, you got the first part down. Good morning, caller. <laughs> good, good. All right. I'm glad that you enjoyed your trip. And hopefully that one of these, one of these times mm -hmm. soon, you'll be able to take um, GT to parts of Europe, like, like, kind of advertise Absolutely. a little bit. Um, like Switzerland, Austria, and places like that. The mountains of mm -hmm. Switzerland is all mountains and rivers and lakes. Oh, um, yeah, it is. And they do not tolerate garbage. 
then mm-hmm. they're not going to find you and put you in court and then um take you out and and and, and then and recall again and mm-hmm. recall again you 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 got it coming because they do not tolerate garbage but what, tell me what exactly talk- they do what do they do cuz we obviously need okay. to adopt some of these things okay um first of all they separate their garbage by the different color garbage cans you must have um um orange red green so they recycle that's the first part they have a recycling yes, program yes okay. they recycle okay then, then um every day mm-hmm. um in 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 uh, places like uh, well all over switzerland mm-hmm. but um not, not as much as in, in the countryside which is so clean and the different fruits and and what not but they pressure wash the sidewalks and pressure wash cuz there's a lot of places that you can go mm-hmm. uh in in Switzerland that you want to drive a certain distance and then there is round the clock buses to pick you up and carry you in the different places of of the sightseeing that you would like to do like to do you know mm-hmm. got to have a good pair of walking shoes if not mm-hmm. two and um it, it it is so cleanly another clean, really clean clean place is singapore mm-hmm. and i i just admire the way that that they you know it's it's breathtaking because you you have that fresh air and it's it it's like just breathtaking well i think i think in singapore little... they might chop your hand off if you, if they catch you littering yeah yeah you know you they're, know they're a little bit tougher but anyway you you took the words out of my mouth when you said about the carnival i haven't gone but on in the morning we were going to the east mm-hmm. of the island for a change and from mr dart's new new hotel mm-hmm. straight up to town it's garbage everywhere and i i would say the people that get out there and 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 jump up and down and 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 in special costumes and what not there's little mm-hmm. children show them an example by getting up there the next day mm-hmm. and or, or could have been monday and cleaning up that garbage it should well, not be like you what, said people the concern that i heard is that people are like why are we waiting for days so nobody wanted people to wait till yesterday to clean it up people are like no this should have been cleaned up i mean i guess they're still drunk sunday. <laughs> saturday night but at least early sunday morning they should have had yes. a cleanup crew and hey and i'm not- i'm not expecting the people who are participating in the carnival to have the energy and they're probably not even sober come sunday morning 
to get up and do much of anything, but that's why you hire people for that. You know what I'm saying? They're not the same people participating in carnival necessarily. Yes, but it would set an example that we don't go out there and and and, and mess up and garbage up our, our little island that is so small. Mm-hmm. And we've seen tourists look... Um, walking along the road and looking, standing up and looking. And I can't imagine what they're saying. I mean, they've seen garbage before of all kinds of, all kinds that perhaps some of us didn't, didn't even see. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, why should they have to come here mm-hmm. and, and, and look at garbage? And what does these carnivals bring in? Do they bring in more tourists? Do they bring in... Mm. Do they bring in more money? And you know what else I've seen along the road as well? Mm-hmm. Women underwear. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Now, mm-hmm. after, after, after the Easter holidays, you can go on the beach and you see baby poppers hanging up in trees. Mm. Underwear. All over the place, and and we supposed to be a tourist destination. Now we have to do better than that. If these people plan a carnival, I don't care who it is, mm-hmm. then they have to have a plan to clean up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just show pictures of how decorated, how which costumes I have, and and me drinking water and 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 saying you know, got to drink a lot of water and all that kind of thing. Yes, because mm-hmm. we that don't go out there enjoying this stupidness, far as I'm concerned, because they know nothing about having a carnival. And and they need to go someplace that they really have carnivals. And Jamaica is one of those places. Well, they, can go, they can go Trinidad. I think, I think Trinidad and Brazil probably has some of the biggest carnivals in the yes, world. Yes. But, but um, anyway, let, let's let's leave that part of it. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the ridiculous outfits that I saw as well. Yes, um, and I'm glad that yes. you're back. Thank you so Even much. Even though your show was still still good, but was not long. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, you're on vacation, so that's that's an excuse for you. Glad that you're thank back. You, my and glad that you enjoy enjoyed it. All right, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So here are some of the messages that I got. This one came in Sunday morning at ten ten. This person said, good morning, Sandy. It's just after 10 a.m. Sunday morning. I don't know if anyone has mentioned this to you as yet, but I have just driven down West Bay Road and it looks like a third world country with garbage strewn everywhere on the road and sidewalks. This is obviously from KMAS yesterday. While I enjoy watching the parade, I believe that the organizers should have a plan of action to clean up the streets after the parade goes through. It's absolutely disgusting. Not only for us that live here, but for the many tourists that arrived yesterday for the July 4th holiday weekend. Just driving along, I see many of them stepping over bottles and other garbage. One even picking up her child on the sidewalk, probably because of broken glass. Any idea if it is the KMAS organizers or the government that should clean this up? It is an eyesore and not representative of Cayman. The Minister of Tourism should really get involved with this as well. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, in fact, someone else did mention it, but it sounds really bad because I hadn't seen it myself. They said, it's disgraceful. This person goes on. 
Ozzy mentioned it on his Facebook post as well, and Heather questioned whether it was done or not. <laughs> According to the chairman's response to Ozzy, they are delayed in cleaning it up, including the public beach. I don't know why they'd be delayed, but okay. It's absolutely disgusting and disgraceful. And does it represent us as Caymanians? There's no reason uh, that should not have been cleaned up from last night. The garbage is from Georgetown to Public Beach and slightly beyond. Even um, in the bypass in certain areas, imagine what the tourists, especially first-time ones, must think of us. On top of everything else, the stench from the dump is blowing right over Sevmai Beach now too. Lord Jesus. Um, and I said, thanks for highlighting. We'll discuss it this morning. They said, thanks so much. It should never happen again. And by the way, it's almost 1 p.m. now. And I just drove through again and still no cleanup. And they sent photos of all sorts of garbage um, strewn on the roadway still after one o'clock. This We got to do better than this. I don't know who needs to get the memo this morning. But again, this is representative of us as a community. And this is not a good look. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. Good to have you back. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, well, well, first of all, let me congratulate you. I know you do a lot of articles uh, on, on CMR, but let me congratulate you specifically for the article that you did on um, the decision of the ombudsman. Mm. Now, uh, I, and of course, uh, well, I won't say of course, uh, some people might not know that actually that was a, 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 an appeal that I made to the ombudsman, but of course you couldn't mm -hmm. quote my name because in the release they didn't have my name. But as, as the person who, was, who made the, the, the report, I am free, of course, to make myself public because I think that is important. Now, um, I should say that people in Cayman should rally around Sharon Rolston, the current ombudsman, mm -hmm. because that that decision was was not easy to make. I have mm -hmm. dealt with the judiciary. The judiciary basically believe they are above the law, and I can even give you an example. For example, uh, there's there's a, there's a request I had made before. I won't go into the details, but it was similar to this under the previous ombudsman. The previous ombudsman made up her mind to say, yes, you are right. They should give you this information. It was a different case than this one. And you know what happened was uh, after she had said, well, look, you should give this person the information, you know, as a, a compromise, they basically refused. Uh, the chief justice wrote a very disparaging letter to, to the ombudsman about me and say he's just a, said he's just a problem and so on. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The this was the former did? chief justice, not the current one. No, we, yes, yes, yeah. Uh -huh. Thanks for that. Yeah, it was the former Chief Justice Anthony Smelly. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and the ombudsman was a former ombudsman. I forget her name, uh, Hermiston or some, some name like that. Mm -hmm. But you know what the ombudsman did when she got pushback from the Chief Justice? Mm -hmm. She said, well, uh, I can't decide this issue now because uh, the Chief Justice has written to say that he doesn't have to do it. So I, I wrote back to her, I said, well, but why you have already made up your mind that they should give me this information. Why are you changing your, your mind mm. because they are now pushing back? They don't want to do it. It means that you don't want to do your job. Basically, they told me, well, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not practical anymore for us to, be, to, 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 to get the information. It's not practical. So <laughs> I just want to emphasize that it is very, very important that Sharon Rosen has, has done this. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was a little bit disappointed with one or two aspects of, of, of the case, uh, which was that she did not ask them for affidavits to actually say how the, 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 such information, which they admitted existed, was lost. Because mm-hmm. if all that public authorities have to do is to say, well, look, we had it, but we deleted it, and she doesn't ask for proof or something which will show whether they are telling the truth, that could seriously undermine her authority. There was also some constitutional issue she didn't decide, but I won't go on that already. But let me close on this, Sandy. Mm-hmm. The judiciary is very hypocritical. Uh, sections of the judiciary are very hypocritical in Cayman. You know very well that if a court orders you to produce a document and you are known to have that document, if you don't produce that document, mm-hmm. that is contempt of court. Mm-hmm. And yet they themselves are doing exactly that. So uh, what I have done now, uh, I have actually wrote, written to the commission of police. I have told him that destroying uh, I'm asking I can, if the commissioner can assign a senior official who will talk to me so that I can file a formal complaint so that whoever destroyed that record can be Well, let's, uh, let, let me, let me do this, caller, because I am very, very interested um, in this case, and I want some background details in okay. terms of why the record was destroyed. But I'm going to say that probably right okay. now, this moment in time in this conversation where we are, it probably isn't the time to do it. Uh, we're still we're still thinking about garbage and trash okay, in our yeah. roads. So I think what we need sure. to do is set aside some time to focus specifically on that decision. And because um, I'm curious okay. what else is going on here. So let, let's carve yeah. out some time to do that, I would say. Okay, that, that's mm-hmm. great. In fact, that was my last point, but I'm very grateful. But really, yes, I think it is very, very important. I will be happy to discuss it further. I, yeah. Thank you. All right, my dear. Okay. Very good. Okay, good. Bye-bye. Cheers. All righty. So sometimes I'm trying to keep y'all focused on like one conversation. I know this is, the show is very free flowing. So we might jump from like one thing to the next, but sometimes we like to kind of in class, you know, you got science time, you got, you know, homeroom session, you say your prayer in the morning, then you're, you get up and you, you do your, um, your morning, um, devotion, and what's the other, you guys sing, in Cayman schools, you, you say your, um, what's our, our, you sing the national song? What, what do you say? Um, and I have to say that I, I don't recall any of this from school here, because really I went to school in the States, right? Because I left Cayman when I was so young, so I don't know what you do in the mornings, but I think you do morning devotion. And then you'd, you'd, would you sing the national song or you'd say, what's the other thing that you say? But in the United States of America, we got up and did the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the United States. I'm just going to go in. I don't know. Pledge of Allegiance. So we did that in the morning. Y'all do that here? So we we, we kind of want to keep it on, you know, focus a little bit. So we're still talking about this garbage situation. Derelict vehicles, garbage all over the place, garbage because of Carnival. Um, Ms. Sue is saying we shouldn't have to pay for it. I don't know who pays for it. But it was really an eyesore. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, Sandy. Morning, love. How are you? Morning, fine, thanks. Um, and also good morning to all our listeners out there this morning. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh, my goodness. Glad you're back and love the pictures and the videos and absolutely do support you as a parent um, and also advocating to say to parents when they go on vacation, there's nothing wrong with doing the little shopping, nothing wrong with, Mm -hmm. you know, spending time and enjoying yourself. But yes, throw some educational things in there and -hmm. some great memories for the kids. I think it's very important. So, of course, I love that. And that was the first time I saw Hummingbird. Well, not live, but that's the livest I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it looks very nice. So I was glad you guys had a great time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. But this morning, not just getting back to um, the garbage, getting back to Carnival overall. Mm. Um, having served on Cayman Carnival's uh, committee for many years from mm. way back when Reba was in charge of Cayman Carnival. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I had the opportunity to also serve under Donna Myring. And I was one of the founding members to take Carnival to Kim and Brack. Coming from Kim and Brack, I, I took it there with Reba and had one of the first groups and everything. Um, I know that a lot has changed in regards to Carnival. And one of the main things that have actually changed is the fact that we've actually split um Carnival, the adult carnivals away from the children carnivals. And it's for many reasons mm-hmm. because of the, the drinking and the carousing and, and the having fun. And it's not just garbage, like I said. Mm-hmm. This was my first time that I attended KMAS in Cayman. Mm-hmm. And I was truly, truly disappointed in a lot of what I saw that took place mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I did read a lot, I did read a lot of comments mm-hmm. um, by persons in social media. And I just want to touch bases on them because having served in the committees, I know, you know, a lot of the rules um, in in Carnival. And I'm just going to mention some of them now. One, number one, it's an 18 year and older. Yes. We're, oh God, we're, we're going to be getting to that caller because I was disappointed and there were a few people that pointed out to me that in fact, there were minors there. And someone yes. even said to me, Who's going to be responsible for monitoring whether or not these minors are drinking? Now, yes. listen, th- this, this is a question I have. Where are the parents? That's, that's, you're absolutely true. You know about what I'm that. saying? Like, so- I, I can't, <laughs> I, I don't feel like I can hold the organizers responsible for partying, you know, and then who jumps into parade halfway through. Parents need to take responsibility for this aspect of it, right? I, I went out on, um, we were actually at Kimana Bay on Friday evening. So we saw some of the young ladies mm, hanging around in these, running around these carnival outfits. And my daughter saw one or two of them and she said, oh, that's so pretty. Did they have like a parade or a party? She doesn't know anything about carnival. And yes. I said to her, yeah, there was an event. Um, there was like a carnival event. And she said, oh, can we go? And I said, no, it's not appropriate for children. Yes. And parents yeah. need to let children know, and I'm including teenagers in this definition of children, that Absolutely. this is 18 plus. Absolutely. Right? People are out and, there and drinking and the gyration and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying a 15 year old might not have already seen all this twerking because God knows they see a lot, Absolutely. but they should not be participating in it. And so I there think that go. the parents should be held responsible for allowing teenagers to go out there and participate knowing full well that the chances are they're going to be drinking. Because who's going to... Do you think the police have time to be stopping them and say, oh, let me see your ID. Are you 18 plus? And in fact, afterwards, I had people messaging me about two young girls 
who were missing. One was a 17-year-old and then her sister, which is like 12 years old, who was with her, apparently had gone out to the carnival. And by Sunday afternoon, they couldn't be found. Oh, Eventually, wow. the police located them. But, you know, this yes. is a, this, to me, this is parental restraints. Right? There you go. And, and you know what, Sandra, you've taken all of the words out of my mouth because as a parent this morning, I can tell you exactly what took place with my child. And mm-hmm. I trust my child wholly. I have four children mm-hmm. and I trust them and I teach them well. And of course, when they're with company, they, they wonder. And I'm not going to say they, they that they're led astray because you as an individual that is of sound mind, you know right from mm-hmm. wrong and you make those sound decisions. And my daughter, like I said, I have four children, four daughters, and they participate in carnivals. I've taken them out there. They've seen carnivals. And when I say participate, I'm talking about from primary school days. They participate in their children carnival and of course when they become adults they participate also in the adults carnival but they are of that age so of course my 14 year old was out there with me and she said well she wanted to walk around with some of her friends and I said of course you are you're allowed Mm -hmm. to walk around with your friends but you know your boundaries you know your limitations Mm -hmm. etc well I moved from where I was because I wasn't participating. I moved and drove when the carnival was moving and my God, it was so slow. But anyway, and it started late. That's a whole different topic. Mm-hmm. But I moved. And event when I moved to my second spot, I was shocked to see, and I, she knows, you can walk, but you don't walk within the crowd. You're going to walk now on the outside, mm-hmm. and you can walk, and look, you know, but you stay from out of the crowd. So when I walked to my second location, when I drove to my second location, the very first truck that came mm-hmm. was full and absolutely, I say full, and I videoed it mm-hmm. because I'm a part of the school. And until I start speaking out and, and making it known that it, it angers me and upsets me, then, I could, then I'll be what they, what they normally say, sweeping it under the rug. I stood there and I was shocked to see the first truck coming was full of John Gray High School students and other younger children mm-hmm. walking with this truck with the music. Now, I'm going to say to you, I never Mm -hmm. saw anyone smoking. I never saw any kids um, drinking or anything like that. But the fact is, this is an adult parade, so Mm -hmm. it should only be adults in it. Mm-hmm. There were the, and, and I'm getting to other points, but there were the marshalers now that were marshaling this parade mm-hmm. and these children are there walking. So of course, what did I do? I looked for my daughter and unfortunately she had just, well, not just at the moment, but unfortunately from where she should have been walking, she had managed to slip into the crowd, whether she did that voluntarily or not. Well, I walked up behind her and tapped her on her shoulder and told her, get your butt out of the crowd and you walk on the outside. And of course, all of her friends then came out. Did I embarrass her? Hey, listen, you shouldn't have put yourself in that situation in the first place for me to have to come and take you out. So I took her out of the crowd. But that's where we start with the fact that this is an adult parade. It's 18 years and over. That's number one. And number two, half of those floats, more than half of those floats, and I, I didn't count how many floats there were, but rule number two, each participating float 
is responsible. And and let me tell you, they can, we can ask them for their contracts, and I'm sure you'll see the rules inside there. Each participating float should have marshals that are easily identified. And normally, the floats normally have their marshals wear like bright shirts that normally say like, you know, marshals on it. And it's these marshals now that are responsible to ensure that the rules are being followed with their group that's marching on the side, in the front, or the back of the truck. And this is how it has been in Cayman Carnival. So it should be across the board and Brackenhall, and it should be across the board with Cayman. So mm-hmm. half of them didn't even have marshals, or if they did, they mm-hmm. were not being identified. You could not identify them. Mm-hmm. Number three, the rules are, is that those participants should have all been banded for easily identification pers- um, reasons. And when I say mm-hmm. banded, meaning they should be wearing wristbands. Mm-hmm. Even if you, even if they have to provide their own wristbands, reason being is because the wristbands then let the marshalers know this person is an adult. This person is legal to be in this parade. And mm-hmm. also when that individual goes to the, to the truck where the alcohol is being served for free, those persons serving can then look at that individual with a ban on their hand to say, okay, this is a legal person with those bands. And the only how you get those bands is when you go to pick up your costume with your goodie bag, that's when your ban is actually given to you. So, so, so it is, mm-hmm. it's accountability along the way. Half of that was not in compliance. The whole entire event or the majority of it was out of compliance. Then, not even to mention the amount of adults that were walking in the parade mm-hmm. with beer bottles and bottles of Hennessy, bottles of Appleton, bottles of everything you can name. Bottles are not allowed in the parades. Bottom line, bottles, glass bottles are not allowed. Glass mm-hmm. bottles should not be served. That's why, that's why each group normally provides the individuals that are participating with plastic cups because they're not even supposed to be serving cups. In order to avoid all of this trash on the road, they're not supposed to even be serving cups from the actual truck that has the drinks. The only thing that they should be serving mm-hmm. is bottled water. So as a, par- as a um, person participating in the event, when you purchase your package, you normally get a, a cup that comes along. So when you're ready to get a drink, you walk up to the truck, they pour it in your cup, then that it, it holds everybody responsible mm-hmm. and it keeps mm-hmm. down the trash. All of this was non-compliance, I can mm-hmm. tell you that. So much mm-hmm. to the point that when I moved to my second location up by um, Mykonos, that's where I drove down to and pulled into the back, you know, and I went out front and stand up. There was a bar truck that pulled up and I'm there, you know, and waving at people and having fun and looking at people. All of a sudden, a red plastic solo cup comes flying in the air from mm-hmm. off of the truck and hits me. No, oh it, it didn't have anything. It didn't have anything in it. But mm-hmm. I saw the person when the person threw it off of the truck. Oh my God. And I picked up the cup and I walked right up to the cup, right up to the truck mm-hmm. where they were serving. And I threw it back onto the truck. Mm-mm. And then someone looks at me and says to me, um, why are you doing that? And I'm like, why are you throwing garbage onto the street? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not supposed to be serving out of it, I don't know the reason why you threw it on, but I told the person, you should you should have garbage cans on your truck mm-hmm. to throw the garbage in. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, don't be throwing it off and hitting somebody exactly. with it. It was disgraceful. 
Wow. And then, of course, on Sunday. Okay, so the parade started about two hours late. Let's get that right. Mm-hmm. Nearly two hours late. Mm. And they didn't reach Public Beach until all 7, 7, 30 in the night. Thank mm-hmm. God that the sun is still up that time of night. If not, it would have been a mess. But okay, even if they didn't have people going out there in the night to clean, which they should have, because guess what? Their cleanup crew should have been going behind the end of the parade. They should have had a cleanup crew in place that once the parade passed, the cleanup crew is following and picking up the garbage along the way. And even if they didn't have that in place, my God, the sun rises here and came out now five o'clock in the morning. Have your crew out there first thing in the morning to pick up the garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At one o'clock, I took, or one thirty, I took my daughters to lunch at Simboco. When I drove out of Simboco and I looked in front of Local, mm-hmm. all I could do was hold my head. I couldn't believe it at two thirty minutes to three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. amount of trash in from Local all the way down to East, um, Eastern Avenue Junction by the red light, and that's when I turned. Trash along the way. Mm-hmm. The only place that I saw that trash was picked up, and I don't know if the property owners or whoever it is that did that, but by Treasure Island, they had a bunch of garbage bags where they had looked like they picked up the garbage mm-hmm. and had put it in the garbage containers. But otherwise than that, there was trash along the way. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, was very vocal and I was so angry. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my 14-year-old daughter said something to me. She said, Mom, she said, I understand that you're angry and everything, but she Mm -hmm. said, you know, you ever thought that maybe the bystanders could have caused some of this trash as well? And I said, you're absolutely right, love. I said, it could have been the the simple bystanders, bystanders, you know, that threw the trash there. But I said, think about it. I said, had the parade not happened, the bystanders would not have come out and cause the trash. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the organizers of TMAS have to take responsibility. We must hold responsible yes. for this because I can tell you they made hundreds of thousands of dollars from mm-hmm. all of those participants out there. So even if you paid a group of people a little bit of stipend mm-hmm. or you paid a company to walk behind your parade and clean up afterwards, That is what should have happened because when you have our country trying to rebuild back on tourism and you have the streets as filthy as it was Saturday night and even up until Sunday evening, Mm -hmm. shame on them. So shame on KMAS this morning. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say right now. Mm. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. 936-2626 is the telephone number. Um, I mean, that caller made a lot of uh, very, very salient points. Magdalene says, preach Marva, all truth, Babanu, when it was flow sponsored back in the early days, used to be much better organized. In my view, it was just a bunch of persons walking the costumes. Uh, it's now a, it's now making, it's now a money making, I think is what that's supposed to say, venture. This is not good. Is that what you meant to say, Magdalene? I think something, some words got a little bit mixed up. This is a good community opportunity for the ministry to look at this. Um, does not make sense. So listen, I'm not, uh, let me say, say this. I'm not really a carnival person. I didn't really grow up um, being raised, uh, dancing in the streets and whatever. I get it. I guess at some level why people enjoy it. It's a thing, whatever. I mean, I, I honestly just am not much of a carnival person. And I know there's some beef between K-Mass and Badabanu, so I don't really want to go too deep into the back and forth. 
I think if people want to, if adults want to participate in the carnival, the organizers are here, you know, Festa, um, we've got um, uh, McLean, um, oh Lord, Brent McLean and whoever else is part of K-Mass, there's Renegade, uh, Mass and whatever. You know, knock yourselves out, but you have to do it in a way where it's um, being done safely and it's not adding an additional layer of being a nuisance to the community. So in the comment section, you know, I see, for example, John LaRue saying down his street, all these wristbands are just thrown all over the place. Now, I get it. When people are drunk, they don't tend to be very responsible. That's why the organizers see John says at the end of our road on Saturday night was strewn with green wristbands. Pathetic. Right. He decided to go up to North Side to get away from all the, the, the garbage and stuff strewn all over the place. The organizers have to make sure that they're equally paying attention to all of this as they are to the handing out of, of costumes. Good morning, Carla. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. Morning, dear. Um, this is Miss Reba. Hi, Miss Reba. How are you? Why did you guys wake me up out of my day? Do you guys know that I am so tired? <laughs> I went to Batabanu. I went to Woo, Honduras. You were out I went there to too? Panama. And now I'm going back to Honduras. Now, let me all oh, tell you something gosh. now. Oh, my gosh. Yes, ma'am. You see this big, um, since Don Amira can't talk about it, let me talk and mm -hmm. tell her the truth. Mm -hmm. Listen, you see this big split? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell her what happened. Yeah, and but listen, the truth is, you know, Miss Miss um, Miss Reba, to be honest, uh -huh. we don't even care about that. I mean, the split has happened, and I guess people who are into carnival is like, oh, can't we come back together? That's not even what we care about anymore. I don't even care I about know, the split. But let me give you the big, <laughs> the big story about it. Yeah. It is not Donna Myra's fault, but it will soon come out, okay? Mm -hmm. Leave that there, because I know the truth. Yeah, okay? I I'm already past okay? that stage. Now, the split has now, happened. I'm like, Leave yeah. that there. Well, I don't think if you, I don't think I'm really knew what happened. Yeah, I don't it's even know if we care. Because, I mean, yeah. it's, okay. like, it's like so everything else in Cayman, right? I say, a lot of people ask me why I stick to Bada Banu. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. Donna Ni has it out. Mm -hmm. But I must say this about her. She carries Bada Banu with a little bit of grace and quality. Mm -hmm. Because she'll tell you, I want all of you to have your banners. I want all of you to be in place. We have taken Donna and both Melinda to Honduras to see how bears are set up. Mm -hmm. And I think Donna has been catching the message, and so is Melinda. Maxie, mm -hmm. well, let me tell you all something now. Brazil is one of the biggest carnivals. The next biggest carnival to that it is Honduras. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Now, I go to one of the biggest ones, and I just coming back from Honduras which that was La Saiba Carnival, mm -hmm. which is the biggest carnival in Central America, and it carries mm -hmm. a half a million people travel there every year, mm -hmm. plus the people that is there. But one thing in Honduras, I must tell you guys, the, you cannot put a young girl in the parade mm -hmm. because you will be charged for it. And the girl that is not a you have to have your ID going to the parade mm -hmm. in those costumes. It's on there. We know it's going on, and that's one thing I can say about Donna Myra. Do not put nobody on the age. These people do it. They sell the costume to these young girls. Mm. I know it has been going on, and Donna Myra will tell you, don't do it. She tells her crew not to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, I saw a lot of young girls. This thing been going on since this K-Mars thing. Come out. A mm. lot of young people, I'm sorry. And, in, you know, in Guyana, the eunuch can wear certain clothes now. 
They can't wear the naked bottoms. And everybody blames Donna Meyer. You cannot blame Donna Meyer. Donna Meyer is not the law. It's Franz Manderson who makes the law. Which so law? Which law is that? The woman that, the, um, the woman that were modesting, that law that Anna oh, Holder made. That, well, that don't have nothing to do with Franz Manderson. That's the police. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's coming from the law. Well, I mean, the law, the law isn't Franz Manderson. I mean, he's no, head of the he, civil but, service. But, but, he, but he can put the law down. Oh. He can put it down. Donna Meyer cannot do well, it. Well, that's, that's, that's a matter for the police. But um, no, I mean, no, I, I want to be for the law. The I, law to come in place. Yeah, I want to yes, be because Guyana did it. It has to come from the top. Donna can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, because they can wear what they want. We cannot do that. That's another thing I'm trying to clear it up. The coordinators of that cannot do it. It has to be the law. Seven place. Call, she called in, given a letter and saying, "Well, this is what we allow you all to wear." Okay, the nakedness. Donna Myra has nothing. We cannot control that. That is the no. Law. I mean, the, it listen. It law. seems like it seems like these people love costumes. The skimpier, the better. Um, I I, 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 I understand that. that that's part of of carnival. I guess. I mean, whatever. Well, I'm I'm not um, here yes, to be I no morality that, police. Sandra, they're over naked now. Well, I mean, I, I, from a personal perspective, I'm going to completely agree with you there. But what well, I want to okay, say is this: is well, so, well, some I'm of them, I don't even think, have honest friends. Because if you were to look in the mirror and you saw what some of them were wearing and they thought it was okay yeah. to go out in the streets like that, your friend should be telling you, honey, child, you got too many bulges. Don't Do not put on that outfit. Put on a T-shirt. Like, you can still put on shorts and a T-shirt and go out there and have a good time. Yeah. You don't have to it have your vajayjay one. hanging out. Well, listen to me. I had to tell no you what my mother had said. Um, you need to cover up your hip line, your waistline, your bubble line, and the and, and extra piece of... Um, waistline that you're going to hang it. Mm. I mean, I agree with you that some of these girls do not look in the mirror unless they can look in the one that's Snow White High. Maybe tells them mirror, mirror on the wall, you are the prettiest in the parade of them all. Huh? Maybe that's how they're taking it. I mean, mm. I don't agree with it, but I have to do it too to make money. But mm. we cannot stop them because if you want to wear it, just they're going to wear it. We can't stop it. Yeah, they listen, like I said, I, I'm, not here to, um, I'm not here to to tell anybody how to be modest in the streets. Although, yeah, you know, from a personal perspective, I. I would, I would recommend it, especially what some of them yeah. working with, but you know, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's their decision. Once they're an adult, if yeah. you want to walk around like that and the law permits it, although the law doesn't permit the wearing of G strings and stuff like that, I think the law yeah. turns a blind eye to a lot of these costumes yeah. because people are sending me, um, like literally women's private parts were yes, practically yes, I, exposed. Yeah, and I was, think that yeah. that, that has crossed the line, um, with, yeah. you know, human decency yeah. and that even crosses the line legally. But yeah, of course, yeah, nobody yeah. was enforcing it. Could the police officers are probably enjoying the free peep show too. Well, you see, this is what I'm trying to say. It is who makes the law. We cannot enforce it. The law has to come to us and say, look, well, the law is the there. It just needs of, to be enforced. Yeah. But I guess nobody cares uh -huh. to enforce it. Yeah, but you see, the law need to write the chairmen of these committees and say, look, you all need to be closed a little better. Mm -hmm. The chairmen of the committees can't do it. It's got to come from the law itself. You, you want to hear what you want to hear what somebody just said, which is so incredibly interesting, but is probably very, very true. This is what, um, hold on, let me pull up a comment now. This is what this person just said. Um, hold on one second here. This person said that the only parade I've ever seen in Cayman that respected all rules was the Pride Parade. <laughs> well, maybe that is true. I, I, I think it maybe is true because, true. you know, maybe they didn't true. want the extra scrutiny. So they were very, very strict 
Yeah, um, yeah. And they wasn't doing all this nastiness in the streets and gyration and all that kind of well, foolishness. Well, Sandra, I'll put it this way. I play my mask in Honduras. I don't play mask in K-Mask. And even there, you have to be they like a little close to a little closure to you. Mm-hmm. They don't like a, lot, a pile of nakedness. Yeah, I mean, Brazil is different. But let me tell you something: the difference between the Spanish uh, thing in Trinidad and those where these young ladies go and they work their body up and they, you know, pump their legs and everything. Mm-hmm. And when you see them, you can see, you know. Mm-hmm. But some of these young ladies that we have here, they put on a costume. I don't know. They say they bought a costume that mm-hmm. cost them so much money, and then the well, I know one thing: they, they're certainly not charging them for the material um, no, because there's barely any that on it. <laughs> so I know, I know. And then somebody asked me about the feathers if they were um, getting more expensive. Feathers is the most expensive thing in the world. You got yeah. one color pleasant feather. One of that one one pleasant feather is like ten dollars, and I can mm-hmm. see. But I don't. I think they're overcharging them. That's one thing. I mm-hmm. think, I don't think I know that they're overcharging them. Yeah, because all of these costumes now. Let me tell you something. There's a place in China makes the very swimsuits and stuff. But mm-hmm. what I am saying, I mean, I know they got to be a little skimper too. But what I'm saying, some of them is over skimping. But the law need to come in and say, look, this is the type of one the wear I want you all now to have in the parade, mm-hmm. and you all are fun if you're born are fun wearing these skimper things that is showing. You know, your waistline and everything else and your private, then mm-hmm. this man has to be charged. Um, the law that the police come in and charge them during the time of carnival. Reba Band was there and they had on this and she needed to be charged. One of her contestants had on this man and she has to be charged for modest of a woman. Mm-hmm. That's simple that. But they're not doing it. We can't do it and we cannot tell them that they got to wear it. Well, that'll be, because if you go and tell them that, they're going to be. Since we're on your show, it would be Bobby Bunky, Ass and Bad and Carnival. That's why that show will be named after that because some of them might well have gone naked. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. They might well, and then the blackness that they had, the sores, some of them had looked like Lazarus' sister, the back blackness between their legs. That's, got it. That, that's not looking good for a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the, the Bible even tells you that your body is as modest. You know, mm-hmm. that's your temple. I mean, like I say, when they wear them, I can't do anything either. I just got to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But to being honest with you, Sandra, it doesn't look good. I can't stop it mm-hmm. until the law is enforced. Look, if this is the type of underpants you got to wear, you need to cover more. We can't do it as coordinators and as people. It got to be the government put like what Guyana did. Research Guyana. Hmm. They did it. Thank and you, my got, dear. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll see you soon, Sandra. Coming back. I'm going to come back in August now. I'm okay. going to deal with you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Garrett says sex toys are illegal, but naked people on the streets for carnival is totally fine. The double standards are blatantly obvious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, listen, like I said, um, you know, if you're a modest person, some of the outfits were definitely over the top. Um, they didn't look good on certain people. You know, um, it's just, I think that you can have beautiful costumes. You can wear things that are body appropriate and still have a good time. Some people just, you know, they were squeezing into things that, like I said, the poor JJ was popping out and it was like, free me, but you're not supposed to be freeing that in public. You're supposed to cover that up in public, y'all. 
you know, that's the law. So um, all I can say is I think that's more of an individual thing. I don't think K-Mask can police um, what people are wearing. You know, decency is decency. And if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Um, So a couple observations. My main concern is the cleanup. I reached out to the Department of Environment because I saw Elray's comment that they would have been responsible for the cleanup. And, um, you know, uh, the um, organizers would have paid. I can confirm that that actually is not correct. Uh, this person said it is their responsibility, being the organizers, to arrange the cleanup after their event. We do not clean up and they pay for it. However, if they want such an arrangement, they have to make arrangement with us in advance. And that was not done. So DEH was not responsible for this hot mess. The government was not responsible for this hot mess. This was entirely on the shoulders of the organizers. Now, I understand that they're going to be issuing a press release this morning. We're waiting for it. Um, they said apparently they hired a private company. They need to fire that private company because the private company did a horrible job. If yesterday you know, morning and late Sunday afternoon, people are still saying that garbage was all over the place. Here's the thing with garbage, too. Not only is it a complete ice store and looks horrible, but it also travels. Right. So the parade path, if you don't clean it up immediately, that garbage is going to be blowing here, there and polluting our entire island. That's my greatest concern about this event this year. The underage thing, parents, get your ish together. Deal with your children. Now, um, I saw a comment here from I think it was Michelle saying, but, oh, you know, the kids, she said, well, Kamana Bay has kicked teenagers out. When they don't have anywhere else to go, that's where they will end up. This is the same thing for Badabanu. Well, I don't agree with you, Michelle, because um, these kids were in these parades before Caymana Bay started to enforce an already existing policy, by the way, um, of having children attend with an adult. They haven't kicked children out. They say, if you want to come, you must come with an adult. adult. That is a very different situation. Alejandro says the Caymana Bay is a daycare center and parades are left as an alternative, you say. You know, I'm going to go with Alejandro on this one. Uh, parents, if you want to have children, you must find ways in which to entertain your children. All right? You don't have children that then you can't do anything with or know where are you going to put them or where are you going to entertain them. You don't leave it up to children to find their own entertainment. And certainly no sensible adult should be saying to a child, oh, yes, you have my, my permission to go participate in Badabanu or, or K-Mass or whatever. Mm-mm. Now, some of y'all, you know, take the kids to watch it on the sidelines. I think depending on the age of the children, even that um, can be a little bit problematic because, you know, again, some of what I'm seeing in these streets, the gyration and so on, is simply not appropriate for children. It is an adult-themed event, and although it's on a public street, I dare say that some of what's going on is also um, adult-themed as well. I saw some of the videos, honey child, and all I could do was shake my head. But, you know, we live in a day and age where children are being exposed to so much, and then we wonder, oh, why are we force-riping them? Hmm. Uh-uh. Hmm. If you want to have children, know how to parent your children, find activities for children to do that is age appropriate. Morning, caller. Yeah, morning, Sandra. Just a comment on Michelle in person, right? Because the thing is that she don't understand. She thinks it because I'm young. I don't know nothing about teenagers. I had teenage 
sisters as well. So I knew how they carry on. You know, we once were teenagers as well. If you can remember how that goes, that's not really the best time of our years either. We had a lot of people that don't understand us. So in order to reflect that, you got to kind of remember these things. Mm. You understand? So, yeah, that's just a comment back on her because she thinks that it's a daycare thing when you have to just drop your children where you feel like they're safe. That's not a right thing. Well, they're, they're not that's safe not there. I mean, I don't know why anybody would think that a carnival is the safest place for children. Well, this is the thing. They feel like because it's an open public thing and it's all celebrated by the public widely, I mean, they don't realize that this is a real, more of a celebration of freedom, like alcohol, expression. And you see, you see a lot of things that are not appropriate for children should be something that is rated R, let's mm-hmm. just say. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying this is something that I rated PG-16, no PG-13, nothing like this. Mm-hmm. This is something that it should not even participate. Schools, indoctrinating children and all these type of things. No, none of this is normal. This is the attitude you choose to express. This is an expressive thing. This is freedom. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If I was to go and smoke ganja in public, I'm not introducing no children around me. That's a bad thing, though. Mm-hmm. That's a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Um, don't, don't forget don't forget our, our rule, Alejandro. We're not talking about it. I understand you're right. talking about that. Well, you, you, you still, that you're, I'm just reminding you because you still alcohol mentioned it. We, we've, been, we've been having such a nice time not talking about that M word. I'm sorry for breaking the rule, but it had to be included because also it includes with that because nobody likes it. Nobody likes alcohol either, but people love it. Mm. All right, my yeah, dear. So Leave I mean, me there. I appreciate it. Um, an event full of alcohol half naked, some naked, gyrating, sexually driven adults is no place for children and no place for your teenagers. It's as simple as that. If you need a babysitting service for teenagers, find an elderly aunt that you can trust and ask her she's available to watch your teenager. If you need events for kids, explore camps, take them out to a park, Take them bird watching. There's so many things that you can do with your children, but what it does require, it requires parents who are going to be more involved in the lives of their children, not just dropping them off at Caymana Bay. I agree with Alejandro. Caymana Bay is not a babysitting service. And if you guys will remember, um, Caymana Bay was very, very hesitant to enforce this. Like I said, it's always actually been there, but they just were simply not enforcing it. And one day we had a show and we asked people in this program, is it time for Caymana Bay to lock down the place with no more unsupervised teens? And every single person, there was not a single person that said, no, let them keep wreaking havoc on everybody and everything at Caymana Bay. Everyone in this program said, yes, please, Caymana Bay, fix this problem. So I don't feel sorry for y'all. Y'all the one who forced their hand. Cabana Bay was more than happy to let the kids enjoy the facility, but they were not able to do so responsibly because once again, you cannot be a parent and just drop your child off at a public place and be like, oh yeah, I'll be back in two, three hours to collect you. No supervision, no adult supervision, nothing. And your children out there fighting each other like hoodlums in the streets, worse than cats and dogs, Right causing injury to people's children, causing property damage, having sex in the corners at, at Caymana Bay, 
Next thing you know, a child gets raped there or or whatever. Then y'all want to try and sue Caymana Bay? I'm glad that they locked it down. And I must say that the few times that I've been since then, it's such a nicer experience. So good, good for them. And that's not an excuse for your kids to be going out to carnival talking about they not got nothing to do. Y'all better find something healthy for your children to do. Huh. Uh-uh. What a hot mess. So um, somebody said on Instagram that some of these designers need to design um, plus size costumes. Well, I think plus size people need to know what's appropriate to wear as well. Come on now. Y'all know you can't be trying. You you wear a size 16 and you're trying to squeeze into size six. Mm, that's a couple of sizes too small. Okay. Nobody wants to be seeing all that. I don't know who told you you even look good. The other complaint I heard, and this is for the organizers, this is a matter for them. It really ain't my business, but everybody was complaining about the heat. Now we are into June, almost July, when this carnival took place a couple of days ago. Or no, no, that was already July. That was July 1st. Um, all I can say, folks, is it's hot out there no matter when you do a carnival, but definitely the summer months. Some of y'all need to stay particularly hydrated because I could see that y'all want to pass out and you lose your energy. It started late. Like maybe you adjust the time where it starts earlier in the morning where it's not quite as hot, but it's always going to overflow because, you know, carnivals are going to move slower depending on how many bands you have in it, whatever. It's always going to move slower than anticipated. So, you know, be prepared to, to, they should have rest stops along the way. I mean, I don't know how far it went, but anyway, that's a matter for the organizers. I don't really care about any of that, to be honest. Um, I think it can be a good event if people are interested in it. Obviously, it's a business venture. And those individuals should, should make sure that they organize it for the safety and benefit of all. Um, so Ozzy weighed in on this on his social media a couple of days ago. So he said some tips that came ask carnival organizers. It was a good turnout, good music and the sound um, and has some great potential. He says uh, he lists six things now. Uh, time of day must change or time of year must change. Bands cannot dance and perform as struggling with serious heat. Please reconsider this. Yesterday should have started at 4 p.m. the earliest. Even spectators suffered severe heat exhaustion. I trust no one got seriously ill. Good morning, caller. Morning, Sandy, and welcome back. Thank you, honey. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, about this uh, K-Mass and uh, starting it at the time that they did and blocking off the road and um, traffic. Uh, mm-hmm. For businesses along uh, Georgetown, when we're already hurting, business is already hurting, um, there's no way for people to get um, to the stores if they wanted to, tourists that are, or overnight guests mm-hmm. don't know how to get around the back roads to, let's say, park at uh, Bayshore Mall. Um, you know, it, it, it's summertime. It's uh, less tourism. Mm-hmm. The cruise ships, uh, the cruise ships that we have coming in right now are absolutely useless. These people are not spending the dollars they once did before COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, so some businesses stay closed because it wasn't worth them being open to do payroll, overhead, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So they really do um, uh, 
have a game changer and either start it later so these businesses can make the dollar that they need to make to survive or take take the direction someplace else mm-hmm. and let it go down another, another street somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what I have to say because, yes. um, you know, K-Man's suffering. Businesses are suffering and we don't need this um, to just cause more problems for the business owners. Mm-hmm. All so, right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, love. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, you know, I feel like you're always going to have a little bit of that. Not everybody's going to be happy with um, Carnival in general. Um, I, I take his point, you know, maybe the time needs to be tweaked and adjusted. Um, let me see. Oh, somebody's calling me from another number. Oh, hold on now. I'm pretty sure you're not calling to be on air. So let me call you after the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that was a business client. So I knew he wasn't calling to be on air. Honey, chill. All right. So listen, uh, let me continue reading what Ozzy has here. I thought this was interesting. So you talked about the heat exhaustion. I think it's a fair point. Um, again, you know, it's hot out there. June, July, August are the hottest months of the year. Uh, He says costumes are important and there should be less mingling of t-shirts or others within the pretty mass um, and allow spectators to enjoy the spectacle as it's meant to be. So I'm not quite sure I understand that point. He says costumes are important. There should be less mingling of t-shirts. So he thinks that people shouldn't be wearing t-shirts. Is that what he's saying? Within the pretty mass and allow spectators to enjoy this. So he he wants to see the outfits. I don't know. I think some of them was they needed to wear t-shirts, but okay. Um, um, separate the revelers into their own group who just want to be in the parade without major costumes. Okay. So can you have a, you're saying like make all the t-shirt people be together? I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, I, I guess I kind of understand what he's saying that it's all about the costumes but not everybody's comfortable, Ozzy. Like I said, some of them shouldn't be comfortable <laughs> wearing those outfits. So, yeah, they need to cover up a little bit. Too much bonky, too much front, too much back fat, side fat, booby fat, all this stuff hanging out. So I don't know. He says, keep the trucks and bands closer together. Okay. And more marshalling. Number four, I skipped this one. More marshalling to keep groups behind their trucks or sides but not in front of them, dangerous. And again, that takes away from the spectacle. Huh. Number six, minimum age of 18, age at which alcohol is legal. We should not have our juniors mixing into an adult festival loaded with alcohol beverages. If not, if need be, create a junior K-Mass. Hope this is helpful and will help us going forward to have an even better K-Mass and a national festival that we can be proud of. Best wishes for next year. Um, Again, some of the same points really that we've been covering this morning is ensuring um, that children are not um, participating. So somebody says the t-shirt section should be separated from the costume and pretty section. Okay, so that's what he's saying. Um, They say Badabanu has a kid portion. There's another reason why the two events, this is another reason why the two events should join. One carnival makes no sense to shut down the country for two similar events. 
put egos aside and have one big event. All right, so I think we have a um, statement here from KMAS. It's very, very long, but let me see if I can summarize it. So they say that KMAS has been in existence since 2017, and every year since inception, we've had a cleanup crew follow the parade to clean up as we make our way to Georgetown, from Georgetown to Public Beach. At the end, that mission, at the end, that mission, the cleanup crew, then spins to head back down Sabah Beach to ensure even the smallest amount of debris is cleaned up. Unfortunately, this year, our cleaning orders were caught in our inbox. Uh, okay, so somebody didn't press the send button. Or... <laughs> All right, then. Um, uh, once we became aware of the issue, we took immediate action both to ensure the problem could be corrected as soon as possible and to avoid any disruption to a beautiful island's image. Having discovered this issue on Saturday evening and with the next day being Sunday, we were then struck, stuck and unable to connect with our usual cleanup team. Huh. Uh, this left us in a precarious position and unfortunately unable to get a company until the holiday Monday to get the cleanup completed. The road cleanup team mobilized at 7 a.m. on Monday morning and quickly worked their way from start point to Georgetown. Uh, we'd like to note that all of our key mass carnival bands manage their respective trash throughout bins, trash through bins on each vehicle, in addition to reusable cups, which were used by the revelers. We adopted this model from commencement to minimize our waste and consumption, allowing a minimum impact on our environment, blah, blah, blah. Um, Okay, so they said somebody basically forgot to send the email to arrange for that to happen. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm not quite sure how that ball got dropped. Uh, this person says, thank you for talking on this topic. It's serious concern. Um, this is the minister of tourism. From a tourism perspective, it really hurts our brand. Carnival is good for tourism, but the cleanup must be done in a timely manner right after the parade. And more importantly, this should not be um, who we are. So good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandra. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Hi, Marv, again. I, I, you know what? And I swear I wasn't even going to call back in. But I have just listened to what came as the statement they made to say that they have been in existence since 2017. Mm -hmm. So I took that note, very important note there. Mm -hmm. Then they went on to say that they have always had a cleanup crew to walk behind the parade. And then the third note that I took note of, which is a big pile of BS of an excuse. A message got lost inside emails and wasn't sent. Are you kidding me? So six years later, let me tell KMAS, they need to come down, go off of their excuses mm -hmm. this morning and take responsibility. Six years later, so every year, obviously, this is what I'm assuming. I hate to assume because assume means making an ass of you and me. Six years later, we must have a brand new cleanup crew that they never had any meetings with along the way. And that's normally what carnival committees have with all of their different crews that mm -hmm. they have in place. You mean you haven't had a meeting all of these months, whole year you've been planning it. You haven't had a meeting with your cleanup crew. 
for them to know that six years later, this is what the procedure I is. I mean, listen to me. To me, this is so they ridiculous, right? They need to stop it this morning. Well, they, they should they should have a, a checklist, right? And yes. one of the checklists is not only to send the email, but to make sure you've gotten confirmation from somebody. Hello, Sandra. Like, that doesn't make, if, if you didn't get confirmation, listen, we've all made mistakes with emails, right? So if you never got confirmation from anyone, like you don't recall anyone saying, yes, we're coming out. This is what it's going to cost this year. Like, I'm sure the price has gone up and all this kind of stuff. How do you not go, well, why haven't we heard from the cleanup crew? Let's check and make sure that they received an email. Pick up the phone. What's up, somebody? Call somebody. I agree with you that this excuse is very flimsy. Sandra, kindly write them back and tell them to come up with a better excuse. And we will take that into consideration this morning. And I hope they're listening. Stop lying and stop finding excuses, Timas. Tell the truth. You never had nothing in place. And you messed up and now you're getting name and shame. And I'm sorry to say we're sick and tired of this foolishness because let me tell you again, and I'll say it, Sandra, what makes me, what angers me even more, mm. it's because these are the same group of people that went and attacked Tim and Carnival, mm. and went and also attacked Tim and Brack, Brackenal, because they wanted to take over Carnival in the Cayman Islands. They wanted to take away Badabanu from who it is. They wanted to take the weekend of Brackenal and have that for themselves when they couldn't get that of a new weekend. But yet now they're acting like a little bunch of children. I really don't want to say the word. I really want to call them this morning. And I challenge any one of them to come to my face because I'll tell them this face to face. It's you guys that went and attacked two different other separate carnivals to take it over all for yourself, only for greedy purposes then now you're going to come and act like a bunch of children and coming up with all of these excuses. Mm. Please don't let me start this morning with them. Tell them to find another excuse. Mm. Look, in fact, tell them to come off the, come off the air and, and stop writing stupidness to us, the Caymanian people, because they think that we're stupid. Mm. <laughs> let me come off the air, Sandra. Thank you. All right, my dear. What a hot mess. Um, Alejandro says, poor excuse who their lawyer is, so he's not buying it either. Um, he said he got lazy and worried about participating. We pick it up later. Natasha says in carnivals overseas, the costume should be marching with their fellow costumes. So if you're in the t-shirt crew, um, you stay with them. It looks more unif uniformed. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, Sandy, that, that boy did, Joel, that talking about came on people. Liz, I got a comment on that too, because- I, I just blocked him. Let me- <laughs> mingling around with Caymanians. So, uh, like let me let me let me say this, right, Alejandro? Alejandro, just just a second, just a second. I think that sometimes people are just trying to get a rise out of you, and yeah, you yeah, just yeah. you just it's, have to ignore sure, you just sure. have to ignore them. And these people should not be acknowledged in this island, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Stick. I got you with my baby. Same time while I'm listening to you. <laughs> We're on air right now. Nine three six two six two six is the talk show number. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Every Monday through Friday, seven thirty to ten thirty, we're live. Nine three six two six two six. Two six two six. Ah, both. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, there. No problem. Bye-bye. All right, folks. So don't forget we're live, honey chill. Good morning. Welcome to the program. 
Good morning. I just wanted to comment that I was following uh, some of the tractor trailers late, long after the parade, as they were coming back from the end point, passing Caymana Bay, heading towards the A.L. Thompson's roundabout. Mm -hmm. And off the back of these trailers were falling cups and bottles and breaking in the road. There was garbage stacked up that was not cleaned up before they hit the road and it was just bouncing off the road. Mm -mm. I My vehicle almost got hit. So they just need to be a little more conscientious. Wow. Thank was you. that during the parade or after? That was after the parade as they oh, were wow. heading back to wherever those trailers park or, or live. Yeah. So no, it was, they were just one after another heading back mm -hmm. away from the final destination of the trailer. It was, it was late in the afternoon, early evening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So yes, well, while we're having this conversation, somebody named Joelle, I don't even know who the heck he is, jumps in the comment section talking about Caymanians are lazy, this and that. Listen, I, certain people I'm not going to entertain today. I'm looking at his profile pictures. He looks like he could be from India. Um, and you know, I, Joelle, I don't know who you are. But I'm not going to make you get a rise out of me today because the Cuban who is at the government building right now protesting is doing that. We're going to talk about him in a second. Um, so I've just blocked. I've just blocked Joel. I saw his comment. I wasn't even going to address it, Alejandro, because some people are not even worth my breath. And that's what I feel with an idiotic comment like that. But um, just for the record, I've gone ahead and just blocked him. So end of story. Let's keep it moving. Um, so hopefully Carnival has um, learned some important lessons. KMAS folks, organizers, uh, get it together um, is all I can tell you. Um, you know, the caller said about closing or impacting his business. Michelle responds to that. She says, caller, close your business for the day. It's one day. This is why people travel for Carnival. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So it looks like he was making, was this guy making more than one comment? I only saw the one comment, but I see Charlene responding to him earlier. I'm um, saying that I invite you to personally confront me face to face with this attitude. Listen, let's not address stupidity. Um, I don't know who Joel is, but he's now blocked from CMR. And, um, you know, yeah, let's, let's just talk about K-Man people lazy. Let me... Let me just, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, Sandy. Just let, let's just take a deep breath. Breathe in and breathe out and just ignore the stupidity. We have some of the hardest working people in the world. So we are not going to pay him any mind. He's just trying to get a rise out of us. Let's not give him the pleasure of doing so. All right. Blair says, even when I jumped in Badabanu last year, uh, the teenagers hopped in and took over. It was really annoying. They all walked in groups and didn't pay and should not be there. They were with us the whole time. Um, is there no, like, I think somebody, was it Miss Marva that was saying there should be marshals uh, controlling who comes in and out of a parade? Are they not there? I mean, one of the really, really strict things with the LGBTQ the pride parade is people couldn't be joining in also because they were COVID restrictions. But I know for a fact they were so strict with that because even me as media, Noelle was like, you can't jump in, you can't jump in. I'm like, I'm just covering it from a media perspective. And I had to be very, very careful to not appear that I was part of the parade because I was kind of covering it 
from the sidelines. And he was very, very adamant about maintaining that because of the restrictions that were actually in place. Um, Carol, good morning, Ms. Carol Bragg. She says, every year we complain about the same things and every year it gets even more vulgar than the year before. Either they stop it altogether or lay down the rules according to the law. Neither will happen because the powers that be have no guts or backbone to take a stand. So basically nothing will change. Mr. PJ, I'm live on the radio right now. Can I call you back later? Okay, okay, all right. All right, there. Everybody blowing up my phone today. I got so many things I'm catching up with on my to-do list. And I know exactly why he's calling. He's got a project for me. All right, so um, yes, Miss Carol, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. So apparently there's still abandoned vehicles all over the place from people who um, were attending KMAS. They parked their vehicles different places. Here's one apparently that is still parked. I try to identify where this is. Oh, I think this is down Boilers Road. So whoever owns this, it looks like, is that a BMW? Please go move your car. Did you forget where you parked it? Um, so people were parked on the side of the roads for carnival, walked away, left their vehicles. They probably were too drunk to drive, which thank you for at least not doing that. But now they, they still apparently have forgotten where to find said vehicles. So, uh, Lord, um, there was one down by, um, oh my gosh, Eats, whatever that plaza is called. They were a tourist a rental parked practically in the street and just left the vehicle and joined the parade. I was like, y'all, y'all lost your common sense as well as your, your human decency for covering up your banque. Clearly. Lord Jesus. Anyway, go, go pick up your car. Um, next thing you know, somebody steals it and then, you know, you're complaining about that and trying to contact CMR about a stolen vehicle. Don't go collect your vehicle. Uh, it shouldn't be left there on the roadside for days on end. So Marva says exactly all groups should have ropes and marshals. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, you know, if you, first of all, if you haven't paid to participate in the parade, you shouldn't be in the parade. Um, so I don't know. Charlene says, didn't see any of them. So I guess I was correct in assuming uh, that there weren't any. You mean the marshals? I have no clue. Um, Dane says the same thing. They need to put back marshals and ropes. They only join in if you have your band on. I really don't know why they stopped this because trust me, these kids. Yeah, I mean, that, that should not be permitted at all. So there should be some degree of enforcement. Maybe we'll speak to the KMAS people about, um, you know, why and how they're going to fix some of this stuff. It just sounds like it's, it's annoyance. I didn't go watch the parade or anything, but, or whatever y'all call it. Um, Carnival, sorry. So Gabby says, thank God Carnival only one time for a year because Lord, Anna would complain about Christ. <laughs> if you had the chance, don't like it, stay you behind home. She said something else, but, um, and that's, that's my position on it. I mean, I stayed home. I don't need to see it. That's fine. But at the same time, I do think that, um, you know, some of these concerns are valid. The ones about the children being involved, I think, is very, very valid. Now, um, I saw a comment from Susan. She says, there's always church to leave your kids at. Well, I, I don't know. What, what's wrong with y'all? Why, why y'all just leaving your kids everywhere? I mean, even church can be safe and it cannot be safe. 
So, you know, I don't know about that, about just leaving your children. Take your children with you. Enjoy family time. Summer's here. Y'all be so ready to get rid of these poor kids. You're ready to dump on, on anybody and everything. I get it that you need a break, but my gosh, no son. Okay. Uh, let's talk about garbage, generally speaking. Then I want to talk about this Cuban who's protesting at our government building this morning. The lack of, of respect for this country continues. And we really need a deportation order in place. This man has got to go. But before we get there, look at this. This is somebody's garbage bin area. Um, this is how they're keeping it. And you know what? We've been very, very effective with naming and shaming um, blue spot violators. The police are now ticketing y'all. I must say, can we please get an increase in the um, fees? Because $100 is, is simply no deterrence whatsoever. It needs to be a minimum of $500, $1,000 or more to park in a handicapped spot. But we've been reporting them to the police. Once the police have um, evidence, they are sending, contacting these people, making sure that they don't have a sticker. And if they don't have a valid handicap permit, they are ticketing them. So good on the RCIPS. Um, so we're not just sending it or posting it online. Yes, there's an element of shame where that is involved, but we are also going the extra step of sending it to the RCIPS and expecting them to enforce it and do their jobs. And I must say that thus far, the traffic officers um, have been doing just that. So y'all need to stop parking in handicapped spots. They are there for people who actually need them. You should be thankful that you're able-bodied and you can get up and walk. Look at this garbage. This is so disgusting. So this is another one. Um, let me see what the location of this one is now. Y'all just need to do better. Okay? I mean, this is, is disgusting. So this one is West Bay, Boral Street, house number 47. You should be embarrassed to have your garbage bin looking like this. Can y'all believe it? And yes, we're going to post y'all up on social media. Y'all ain't got no shame. You, got, you don't want to keep your yard clean. You don't want to keep your garbage bin clean. Then clearly you just don't care. Look at this. The, bin, the physical bin is falling apart. The garbage is shown all over the place. Now I know y'all thinking, well, Sandy, maybe it was the dogs that went and pulled it out. Maybe it was the chickens that pulled it out. Well, I don't think the chickens knocked down the physical garbage bin. Look at this. Get yourself some proper bins and bags. You see all those little small Foster's bags, the green bag? DEH has already said they don't pick up your bag like that. They don't pick up your garbage like that. You have got to um, properly bag it in the bigger bags. Okay, so please... Number 47, West Bay, Boral Street. Please do better. Fix your garbage. It's an eyesore. We're talking about we have a beautification committee. They can't even keep up with y'all and your nastiness. No pride. What, when did this become us? No, sir. Anyway, we're going to post them up this morning. Jackass of the day, sorry to say. Y'all can't keep your place clean. I, 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 sometimes I have to wonder, if the outside of your house looks like this, what does the inside look like? Because I would be so shamed to have my outside looking like this. I, I, my God, imagine what people can't see. 
No, sir. I can. Oh, oh, Lord, don't get me started. I can only imagine. The, 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 ugh. Come and see. Mm, probably cockroaches everywhere and this and that. No, sir. Anyway, this is what that house looks like. Wow. No pride. No pride whatsoever. All right, let's um, do a few more. Uh, down in Lookout Gardens, there is a real issue with um, uh, all this debris everywhere. Look at these dumping locations. I don't know who yard this is, but look at this. Uh, wow. Is this is this the Lookout Garden? No, I think this might be somewhere down in town. But anyway, what an ice store. One pile of trucks, abandoned vehicles, everything. This looks like a garage. Look like somebody's trying to run a garage. I think this one is actually um no, this not look this not a look at gardens one. This is another one. Um, and I know that DEH has indicated that some of these people, this is look at gardens. Look at this. The very abandoned ab machine. Look at the part of the exercise machine. Chairs, all kind of disgusting garbage. Y'all do know that we have a public dump, right? There's removal companies. You can contact DEH. They will assist. Look at this. Bags of garbage just thrown. Mattresses. Old refrigerators. I mean, this is disgusting. And then there's the roadside right there. This is what we're doing, folks. This is Cayman. Our beautiful island looking like at Mount Trashmore 24-7. Littering is against the law, but once again, the fines are barely nothing. Mm -mm. Wow. Osa? This is us. There was a time that honestly, Caymanians did better. But I don't know what's going on. We have just gotten so slack, it's ridiculous. Um, okay, let, let me talk about this Cuban guy and then I want to talk about some stuff that's been happening on the bypass that's extremely, extremely dangerous. So the Cuban guy, I can't remember what his name is, the one that's always protesting out by the government building. He commandeered an international ship and came on waters. They almost had to shoot him to take the ship back. Um, they stormed the ship. Our police have been playing with this man. CBC is playing with this man. The government is playing with this man. And I'm going to make a public cry this morning that it is high time that something be done about him because he is so disrespectful. He takes things to a different level that I have never seen. Trust me, there's a few choice words that I have for him, but I can't see him on the radio. Mm -hmm. He is the epitome of what we, what we say when we say somebody's ungrateful. Look up ungrateful in the radio and right next to ungrateful should be this man's picture. Why is he here? Get, we need to get rid of this man. He has broken laws. He's endangered the life of his own child. And we allow him to continue to do all this stuff with no way of stopping him. And every single day, he is becoming bolder and bolder by the day. So let me show y'all something. And then y'all have got to tell me. He keeps setting up these Facebook pages, right? Where... He actually goes on there protesting and cussing our government to the high, to the high, 
heavens. And our government seems to be afraid of doing anything. Um, our government seems to be afraid of doing anything to stop him. Let me show y'all something and then y'all need to explain to me how this is permitted. Because if this was anybody else, you would have been arrested. You would have been put in jail, right? You would not be permitted to protest in a public place like this. And I'm going to show you all why I say that. Hold on now. It's downloading. So last week he had a protest um, live streaming from inside of CBC. Now, you know, there's certain places that you cannot record. You can't record at the government building, inside the government building, in the lobby. You can't record inside immigration. In the airport, you're not supposed to be recording in there either. So how is it that this man can protest inside of the CBC enforcement um, office and he's not been arrested and nothing happens to him? Can y'all tell me how this is permitted? Because inquiring minds want to know. This guy has a serious problem. He is just ungrateful. But why are we keeping him here? Get rid of him. Good morning, caller. I don't want to hear nothing about human rights from you, sir. <laughs> well, you don't have to. But mm -hmm. if you don't want to hear about human rights, when your rights are violated, you will understand. Well, you know what, Denny? This but is I, the, this is the wait, kind wait, of... Wait, 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 wait. I'm not offended. What mm -hmm. I want to say to you is, you said inquiring minds want to know. Yes. Well, and let me tickle your inquiring mind. Okay. What is the law and regulation? that says that you can't do recording in a public place? Well, I don't know about in a public place, but you can't do but so the, inside of certain buildings. A club that the government administration building is a public place. No, it's a private place accessible to the public and there is a difference. Uh, That's not a public place by wait, definition. Wait, 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 wait. Who owns the government administration building? The government of the Cayman Islands, which makes uh -huh. it they're, they're they're that's a privately owned entity. Now they make it available to the public. No, but there's certain no, behaviors no, that no, you you no, can't no. go to the hospital and decide what you're going to do inside the hospital either. No, I challenge you to show me anywhere in law where the government administration building is a private place. Denny, the, you go to Miami International Airport. That's a public place. Yes. Okay. Can you record in the will, Miami International will, Airport? But they, will, but they will have restricted areas. No, 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 no. You cannot use your phone when you come off the plane and you go all the way, even before you get to the customs officer, you're not supposed to be using your phone. Because that is the restricted area. So but what? When, but, but wait, wait, wait. How is that any different? Let me explain. When you get out of your car or out of a taxi or out of a bus and you walk inside of Miami International Airport, 
say that you're approaching the counter to check in and before you get to the security checkpoint, that is a public area. And the same is true at the government administration building in the Cayman Islands. When you open the door and you walk in where everyone has access, walking up to the receptionist or those stands, that's public. Now, when you say that, when they say, okay, you're gonna have to sign in, you wanna go upstairs, when you pass that security checkpoint, you're no longer in the public place. Mm. So but you said that inquiring minds want to know. Well, so what I, I want you to do is show me where in law where that's not a public place. Well, it's not a public place because like anything else, it's owned by somebody privately. How does the public no, own no, the government building? Who owns it? Government. The, go the government is not a private entity. They own private assets that you can't they just do whatever you want not, with them. No, the government is not a private business. That is why we have rights that apply to the government and they express them as being vertical, not horizontal, meaning I can't come to your house and demand the video inside of your house because you're private. That would be a horizontal relationship. The vertical relationship is that the, is that the laws, is that your rights apply, uh, are you're protected against abuses of the government. No, but I mean, that, that's right. different wait, wait, than talking about that. the actual physical no. structures which are owned by someone. No, 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 no. They're owned by the public. The reason So why if I own the government building, then I can go there and do whatever I want with it. Listen, listen to me for a second. You see the CCTV cameras on the light poles? You have no expectation of privacy in a public No, because that's, that is in a public space. That's inside right. of a building is and not considered in a public place. It might be accessible to the public. Uh, uh, yes, and when it's accessible to a public, it is open to the public. It, you, you do not have the right to go beyond the security checkpoint. I know what the signs say. I saw the sign that no use of the cell phone is what it says. What they mean by no use of the cell phone is no video or no camera photography. But but what the sign literally says is no use of the cell phone. It doesn't say no photography. Well, okay. <laughs> you said you wanted inquiring minds wanted to know. I'm saying to you that if you open, you see, all right, let's put it this way. Foster's mm -hmm. Food Fair. They open, they're a privately owned business, mm -hmm. but they're open to the public. That's a public place. If you want to go in there and record, you can. The only difference with Foster's is if Foster says, well, I no longer want you to do that, then you have to respect it. That private owner has said they don't want you to do that on their premises. Well, I, I think I think any property owner can tell can put restrictions in place once you're inside their building. The government would need to have a law defining what is a public place and what is not. Well, a don't place. I mean? Okay, take public beach for example. You can't just go in public beach and do whatever you want, although it's a space for the public. Right, so it's the same. Laws, no, no, no. I can't. 
can go on publications, I can take a video and I can take pictures. What I can't do on public beach is do things that are illegal, like something that Alejandro might be interested in or commit a crime of, of, of some other sort. I can't do those things because those laws say you can't do it. And so my question is, which law says you can't record in the publicly accessible areas of the government administration building? I don't think it's a specific law, but it's like if you own something, you have certain rights. I mean, you can put things in place. So I'm not really. Yes, but we own the building. Uh, not in the way that you think you own it. And the government doesn't own it in the way you think they own it. They're not private. They're public. Mm. Anyhow. Um, hopefully some legal eagle out there will share the law with us. Well, Jim says that you're correct, but I would I would love to hear this. I would love to hear lawyers speak on this because again, well, I think there's a distinction between um, government lands and property and, you know, theoretically you think you own it, but in real terms, it's actually government owned and government held and it's subject to all sorts of things. You know, that's why they, they decide contracts and other things in relation to government property. You They don't come to you and say, oh, we need your permission because you're owner of the government property. That's correct, because they're acting on our behalf. But but what I'm saying is, is, that, is that you need to have a, a law that says you can... All right, let, let, let's get to the, let's get to the more important question here. Why are we permitting this ungrateful man from Cuba to constantly do things like protesting in our government buildings when nobody else would be able to do that without being arrested because the sign is very clear and it's there, right? Protesting on the steps. Now he's protesting inside. He's commandeered a ship, right? Endangered his own daughter's life, um, threatened the lives of people on that ship and nothing has happened to this man. Can you answer that? Because inquiring minds want to know why is that allowed? Well commandeering a ship is a very serious crime right so why was nothing why has nothing ever happened to him uh why aren't the law enforcement doing a lot of things in Cayman? <laughs> well i mean i have a very specific question about this one here he I is again this morning i understand I, and... can't, I can't tell you why they're not doing their job <laughs> oh okay all right well here they are again this morning folks in the government building um protesting uh yes okay. he pirated a vessel thank you natasha for the correct term but and again, walking around free as possibly can be. Okay, but, but, okay, protest. Vamos a hacer el video, vamos a hacer el video, vamos a hacer el video. Here, here vamos he is. Vamos a hacer el video. Porque yo le digo a usted que yo no quiero ningún tipo, yo le digo a usted que yo no quiero ningún tipo de problema con el tema de mi hija. Eso lo digo a usted, vamos a hacer el video. Carrying on, um, threatening uh, the workers and doing the most. Yo quiero papel aquí que esa niña no pertenece aquí a la isla. Y yo quiero recordarle Listen, a los gente del departamento de inmigración, al gobierno, a la policía, cuántos golpes nos dieron ahí en ese barco para recordarnos well, a la isla. Y yo le dije que yo no quería mirar. Said something different. You said something different inside, and you know. Don't liar. You said something different inside. She is my baby, and everybody knows being acquired in this island. My family here because you restored my family in this island. And everybody knows that. Nobody can deny the education of my daughter. These people are the most ungrateful. Everybody knows that. Here again, 
You know, you know Javier, Javier is in the island. You know, Javier is in the island. Don't respect. Late church to change the law. All right, Denny. Thank you. All right. We have another call on the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Ms. Sonny. Morning. Dana is Aguilera from PBM. Sorry, say that again. Dana is Aguilera from PBM. Oh, Lord. He distracts <laughs> positive question and runs it for a distance that makes no sense. Mm -mm. Just like PPM had done the country, there's no future for the children. Mm. And the first step of war in the Cayman Islands will never stop. Please get the Cuban and take him to the airport on a one-way ticket. Mm -hmm. It would be the best bet. Thank you. It would help the law, the government, the community, and the tourism. Mm -hmm. Get rid of him before somebody go and get in trouble. Hmm. As we live 150 years in peace without them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. All right, appreciate it, caller. We have another call in the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? Morning, not bad. How are you? I'm good. Listen to me. What are what grounds are is that Cuban on the island though? I, I think he actually, yeah, I think we have given him political asylum, believe it or not. And not, now we see okay. so, someone like him, okay. we could see why the Cuban government should have and would have dealt with him in a very different way. Because I'm sure he would okay. be doing it's this foolishness okay. in Cuba. Yeah, but political asylum or anyone that is granting a status or any sort of um, resident, residency through government, I mean, those in work, work or an immigration should know this because it's in the law. Mm -hmm. And you bro you break the government law or you murder somebody or you commit an offense against the Cayman Islands government, they can pull them. So what in the hell is Jeremy Scott and everybody inside of work doing? Hmm. That is my question to them today, mm -hmm. especially to the higher up. Because one, what what grounds is the wife there under other girlfriend? Mm -hmm. When she came there, she came on a work permit. Well, exactly, she, and that that's one gone. of the things that he that's he's high? been protesting in the past is because we wouldn't change her immigration status to suit him because she yeah, doesn't get political asylum just because he has it. At, exactly, they cannot change her 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 um residence. She cannot be granted asylum because he has it. She has to get a work permit. I mean, these are common sense stuff. You read the Gazette, you read the, the labor law board um, um, laws, you go, this is the same thing with this English test. There's no such thing gazetted in the law that states that you must take an English test to remain in the Cayman Islands. It's a myth made mm -hmm. in white and black and white in that immigration. If somebody takes it up upon themselves to go to court, a lot of people mm -hmm, gonna be mm -hmm. disappointed because it was never gazetted and they cannot force you to take it. Mm -hmm. You understand? So this woman here, wait, first of all, when she came here, she didn't even pass her damn English test. Huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. So how she got her work permit granted to be in a bar, I don't know. Mm -hmm. They huh. they put they put pressure on those that they want to because if you mm -hmm. ask me, if you go around every one of those bars in Cayman, 
those bartenders doesn't know English. Mm. So what happened, all the immigration female um, male officers sleeping with them are just bypassing the English test or the board, the members on the board just playing the blind to the situation. Mm-hmm. They need to start giving explanations to everybody. If you can pass the law for everyone, for one, you pass it for everybody. When mm-hmm. you pull a sucker, bana- a batch of banana, not all is the same, but it's on the same sucker. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they better put themselves together because the way that if you was to go to Cuba, you'll be the first one penalized. When mm-hmm. you go into that damn airport, the first thing they want to tell you, take out your perfume. That, that shouldn't be entered to Cuba. They treat you like you're a hog. So I don't understand why is it we allowing him. If it was one of our weed head Kimanian boys, mm-hmm. they would have done throw him in prison. But I already said they need to get rid of that Jamaica force we have there because that's what that is the Jamaica National Cayman Force. Okay, get rid of that. Get rid of the higher ups outside of work because they're not doing nothing mm-hmm. but what is convenient to them. And then maybe like that, the laws would be in place. All right, caller. Thank you very much. We have another call in the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh oh, hold on. I think this was uh, this one was a WhatsApp call. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, pleasant morning. Morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, I ma'am. have a little concern, and I just want to voice my concern. Just, just a quick second. Does it have um, I am anything? I a caregiver. Just one second for me, my dear. Does it have anything to do with the Cuban situation we're talking about right now? No, no. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask because we're we're kind of on a very specific topic that I'd like to get some movement on. So can I please ask you to, um, it's not, it's, it's open mic, but we're trying to focus on a few things. So, um, I know I've been trying to get to the caregiver topic. Can we aim for tomorrow to maybe have you call in? All right. Yeah. Okay. There. All right. Thanks very much. Um, let me, let me say this about this Cuban guy, right? This is his page. He always having to set up these new page and change pages because I think Facebook keeps taking them down. Here's another one where he has that one, everyone came on in immigration, um, officers, Chastine Rankin. Um, it seems like his current issue is, um, I guess he can't get his child in school. Of course, we're paying for everything for these people. They don't have time to work, right? So they're protesting when the, when we don't give them enough food vouchers. We're not paying their apartment. They've demonstrated that they're extremely nasty people. They destroy rental properties and the most, and the government still has to continue to support them on our dime. So he puts us up to the migration officer who discriminated against my daughter within your offices, please next time have courage and express your hatred in front of the girl's parents to answer who was the officer. I don't know. I just know that you didn't have the courage to tell the truth when they ask you the question. I don't even know what he's talking about, but okay. I guess that's what the Cayman Islands Immigration Department does best lying. Um, This is a man, for full disclosure, who has actually accosted me in public, in a public space, private building, a public space, in A.L. Thompson's, because, oh, you know, you've had be- negative things to say about us, this, that, and the next thing. Y'all, like, like that previous caller said, y'all need to do something about this man. Because you're going to force somebody to have to defend themselves one day and somebody's going to get hurt. The irony of when he approached me, and I filed a police report, but in, in their useful inability to get anything done. Oh, well, you know, we don't. There were actually people in A.L. Thompson's who approached me and said, Sandy, are you Okay. 
do you do we need to step in the the al thompson security guard was useless i should say right they did nothing i went in there to buy one item and you know what that one item was a box cutter and the one day this boy is gonna try this i'll call him a boy because he can't be a man going on like this he got rolled up on me with a box cutter in my hand i said keep keep coming at me live streaming and cussing me out and all kind of stuff in, in spanish Keep encroaching on my personal space and you're going to see what the F going to happen around here. You see, this is what happens in this country. Police not helping you. Sec useless security guards and buildings not helping you. Right? This man has had the free will to pirate a ship, do whatever he wants, and everybody's sitting down in this country like a bunch of idiots. Can't get rid of him. Can't do anything about this man. He can roll up on Caymanians like he not got no damn sense with a box cutter in their hand. I say, you keep threatening me. And the minute I feel unsafe, I'm going to have to take some action. Then then who are they going to want to arrest? They're going to want to arrest me for having to cut this man up. You see the foolishness? The predicament that they're putting people in? Y'all need to do something about this man. He is disrespectful and he's dangerous. And I think he has mental health issues. Here's here's a video that he was last week. Family. Don't respect my family. Respect my family. Enforcement. I this told you. This man was going on. I need that Lara. Who is the responsible for the Lara? That Lara. Screaming going I want on. my baby go to school. I want my baby student in this island because you return my family here. Why why his baby to go to school? You need to get the hell out of here. Seriously. Las cosas son así, hacer. Óyeme, óyeme, mira, yo le voy a decir una cosa. Yo mucho, yo llevo mucho, pero mucho tiempo tranquilo tratando. Tratando, yo estoy tratando de, de arreglar los problemas que yo he tenido aquí en la isla. Yo estoy tratando de, de, vaya, óyeme, hermano, hermano, tratar de no llegar a estos lugares para ver a esta gente. Porque yo sé lo cínico y lo descarado que son. Vengo ahora por la mañana aquí Is porque necesito un documento de migración. Necesito un documento de migración, Necesito un documento de migración, caballero. Un papel para que mi hija pueda estudiar en las escuelas de Caimán. Yo me fui, no acepté, no acepté. We must pay for everything. We must do everything for him. I've never seen somebody so entitled in my life. Mr. Sandra from Caimán Marrón. She liar. Your people. I didn't even listen. See, he actually he 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 mentioned my name again. What do I have to do with his issues? Or oh, he loves my name. He loves to mention me, sir. You need to go and sit down. Go back to Cuba. Go and tell the Cuban government about all of your concerns there. Get out. Seriously, there's very few people that I would say this to in this country. He is one of them. You need to get out. You need to go. You're not welcome here. We don't want you here. Caller. Yeah, yeah, Sandra. Um, you know, just listening to that tip. Now you, I mean, those that can understand Spanish, he's an angry person. Yes. That is not the type of behavior, the personalities that we want here for sure. Yeah. Let him go back. Let him take whatever he got, which wouldn't be much when he came here and go back. I yeah, said it before. And I say it again, and I have no shame in saying this. I am a Cuban de descent, and the most ungrateful people that you want to come across is Cubans. Let me tell you, bloodline, they come, they get there, they're just like they're entitled to everything. Mm -hmm. We must do it, America must do it, 
Now I saw something on um, YouTube, uh, whatever it was, Instagram yesterday, where they're in Trinidad behaving rudely because they have a different mentality about prejudice, you know. Their prejudice is not not uh, not on a level of other prejudice. They, they, the summer one, they, they black is my shoe, but they still very prejudice of people of different nationalities. Racist, I would want to say that's a hard word, but it's true. We do not need that guy. Listen to what he's saying and, or get it interpreted. He's an angry person. He don't have nothing. We shouldn't be wasting money on him. Exactly. For, for, for his good. Let him go back. Let him go back. Uh, All right, my dear. Um, Alejandro, that's... Oops. Uh-oh. I think I accidentally had to hang up on Alejandro. Sorry, Alejandro. You're going to have to call back. I didn't listen to this whole tirade, but ironically enough, um, this section now, he's he's cussing going on about me. Yes, Alejandro, morning. Yeah, so what are you saying? No, in this video here, he's showing that he's protesting because the government don't want to accept his daughter because he can't afford to get no, her no, enrolled no. in school. No. Or listen, listen, listen to me. His underlying problem is this. He has political asylum. His wife, who is Dominican, does not. He thinks that we should just give yeah. her the same status as him because he wants to write the laws in this country. That's the attitude that he has. And because the daughter oh, is taking the nationality of the mother and her immigration rights, now he's upset because we yeah. won't just put her in a government school and pay for everything. This man needs to go. He's a proper idiot. This guy is ungrateful because, okay, if I was to do that, you know that police would be having me and making a statement right now, right? Of course. Everybody else would be arrested would in this country, but this man... a statement to the police right now when I have probation tomorrow and a court order? You know, last week, a few of the Cuban nationals got to Cuba, got to, um, I think it was actually Honduras, and they were there telling people in Honduras about how Cayman is so horrible and we're not treating them right and this that. Then don't come here. You see what happened? Don't come. You see what happened? We have police enforcement officers. We have a... We have a law, a, 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 a group of law enforcement officers that are freaking whatless. Whatless, like literally, they don't know how to attend to certain situations in public because you know what? They feel like they're not they're not entitled to a mess around with somebody as long as they're not threatening no one. What's going on with but this? This man, this man like, is actually, someone get threatened? This man has threatened people and our government still sitting but back, the, thing, the police not it, doing if anything. If it's not nobody getting threatened, and making a report to the police about this whole idiot. Hmm. And yeah, you call him an idiot because he think he gonna come here and came on go protest, but when he go in Cuba, you know they gonna have him mm -hmm. on him for you. Mm -hmm. But this is why they take away their rights from them because they don't have no respect in public. Make the truth be hurtful. Listen, it's an unfortunate situation, but I can almost understand why the Cuban government, they know their people. And maybe there's, a, and, yes, I, and, I, know. and I know how horrible this is going to sound from a human rights perspective. Too, they're not. Yeah, but they, they actually yeah, understand all right. my what they have to do. Me I got <laughs> <laughs> all right, my daughter telling me I got to go now. Yes, all right. all right. No, but I mean, listen, maybe the Cuban government understands them the most, and that's why they can't give them no rights. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They come here and get everything on a silver platter, and they still remain some of the most ungrateful people that I, not not some of the most, the most ungrateful people I have ever seen. What is wrong with this man? He is just unbelievable. I'm trying to find the story that somebody sent me. If you're listening to the show and you sent that to me last week about the Cuban nationals, please send it again because apparently they were in Cuba last week 
protesting and carrying on about how, oh yeah, we're not treating them right. Hello, you don't have to come to the Cayman Islands, right? Bypass us, please. Put your little GPS on your boat. Don't come to Cayman Brack. Don't come to Grand Cayman and don't come to Little Cayman. Keep heading for the Florida Keys. If you make it, good luck. If you don't, um, we'll say a little prayer for you. Enough is enough. These people are just trying to impact our international reputation in a way that I have not seen before. They're disgusting. I'm all about human rights, but there comes a point in time when I think we need to put our foot down and say that certain people are not welcome in our country. Morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to Alejandro, and I'm agreeing with all you guys. But you mm -hmm. know, I want to put my two cents worth in. Shame on the government, the Cayman Islands government for allowing it. Cayman mm -hmm. Islands government is playing what the Spanish people in Honduras talk about, salvavida. That means lifesaver. Mm-hmm. When did Cayman become a lifesaver to be taken in all of these people, these Spanish people that are so ungrateful? After or during the pandemic, we had a situation where we had some Dominicans, if you guys remember, mm -hmm. they were discriminating against Cayman so that they had went on social media and medias around the world discriminating against Cayman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who allowed them to come here? Mm -hmm. Cayman government. Who is every minute you hear? I just read last night, 79 people, Cubans, mm -hmm. got repatriated. How much money it costs for them Cubans to be repatriated? Well, I don't know if you know, a couple of years ago, I heard that it would cost in over $3 million. We got Caymanians here. They're getting their houses taken away. Caymanians that don't even have a place to put their heads. Mm -hmm. And government can be sending out these statistics about how much money they're spending on repatriating these ungrateful people. Well, that's not even but the repatriation. Cannot... That's keeping them here while we go through the process of repatriation. Like okay, I said so from last year, that needs to be expedited. I, I so agree with you. That's just part of it then. Yeah. So, so, so Shimon came on. You know what? They say when the cow already gone through the gate, it's nothing that you can do. Hmm. But that's not right. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You can still close the gate and don't allow anybody else to come in. Mm -hmm. Or don't let, or, or I should say, don't, not allow any more cows to get out. Yeah. Shame on the government. I don't say shame on the people that come in here and doing what they're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. It's the government mm -hmm. that is allowing it to happen. Shame on the government. Mm -hmm. Cubans, Santo Domingans, they're the most ungrateful Spanish nations in the world. And mm -hmm. they come to Cayman and take advantage of the Cayman government or the Cayman people because the Cayman government allowed them to do so. Mm. Shame on the government. What a hot mess. Yeah, you better Anyone? believe it. What a hot mess is right. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. Thank this, you. This is beyond a hot mess. And, and I think that, you know, um, I'm not trying to class all Cubans together because I think there are some good Cubans. Like I said, even me, my family, you know, we have Cuban family living in Cuba. They don't want to come Cayman and they have every right to come. They're Caymanian descendants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're Mac Fields, but they don't want to come back. That's their choice. But I'm, I'll be damned if you're gonna come to my country and disrespect the people, the system, the government, everything here, break laws, pirate a ship, and no consequences. Well, y'all need to tell me how this man is getting those privileges, because I need some of that too. And he loved to have my name up in his mouth. 
This man needs to go. People have messaged to say that um, he was working for the Cuban government. And he's a spy. Do we know this for a fact? Because somebody's sending me a video on the matter. We don't know nothing about him. We only know the lies he come and tell us and give him give him um uh, what what the hell it is give him um political asylum. We don't know, and it wouldn't be the first time that Cuba has sent spies out and and whatever to to infiltrate and destroy people's country and so on. Nobody said nothing. He is sick. Gina, I don't know about oh, I saying stuff about him. Nobody is saying nothing really. No, it's you know what the new. people are saying. The people are saying, get out. That's what the people are saying. Look at how he's accosting this poor immigration officer. Look at this CBC officer. No lo voy a hacer. Que hora llega el jefe? A que hora llega el jefe? Yo no tengo el día entero. Yo no tengo el día entero. Yo soy un hombre de trabajo. Yo no tengo el día entero. Can you imagine having to work in a hostile environment like this? No tengo el día entero para ellos, para las estupideces y las mentiras. Somebody can go in a government building and do this. You wouldn't do it anywhere else in the world, I can tell you that. You're not going to do it in the United States of America. You go up in an immigration building and try and do this and see who can get shot. Right? No country in the world. I don't care how many freedoms they have, how many Bill of Rights they have. There are restrictions in place, and this is ridiculous. It should not be permitted. And every single time this man does this, now he's inside the government building protesting. Every time we allow him to do this, he gets bolder and bolder and bolder. And y'all going to see what's coming next. Somebody needs to stop him and get him ah. off this country. Off this island. Yo voy a el problema. Mi hija va a estudiar aquí porque va a salir así. Ya yo no me voy a ir más hasta ahí. No me voy a ir más. Ya me fui ya una vez. Arriesgué mi vida. Arriesgué la vida de mi familia. Para seguir buscando el futuro más para adelante. Por toda la presión y toda la mierda que esta gente formaron aquí. Porque sin necesidad de ningún tipo nosotros teníamos que fajarnos ahí. A pedir nada ahí. No, no es fácil que no entiendan la migración. Lo que pasa es que siempre es así. Siempre tiene que haber una bronca. Siempre tienen que preparar sus mentiras para poder caer a la gente. Um, caller, good morning. Hello, caller. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, and uh, I know that he he's not supposed to be recording in that facility. So mm -hmm. I would like to know why why the why the person didn't call the police to arrest them because he's yes we we all would love to know we all would love to know. Okay, all right, yeah, that's how I got. You know, he he has he has the immigration officers. I, I'll show you this part here now. The immigration officers well, are Um, I'm gonna mute it because apparently he's not saying such nice things. Says Vanessa. See him here. No, I'm not going sir. I want to ask for the respect, sir. All right. So the the immigration officer is hiding behind the corner. Don't even want to come out. This is what this man is doing. Putting fear and threatening and carrying on with our, our government workers. And this is being permitted. This is being allowed. Creating havoc. You soon see the little immigration guy come out. See him there? Hold on. Let me hear what he's saying. Poor him. I know he never signed up for this. Him hiding around the corner for him. What a stress. Like our poor people not got enough stress on the job. Mr. Neil. At what time what time your boss coming? Uh -huh. We don't have all, all day, Mr. Neil. Uh-huh. 
No, 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 don't say that. Talk English because the people here want you to talk English. Talk English. English. I can't talk English with you. And I want the other officer comes and she say and she repeat what she thought inside the room because I listen to her. Wow. I don't have that document to give you Uh-huh. My Who can fix the problem, Mr. Neil? Mr. Neil? Who? Mm -hmm. Who who is Scott? Who is Mr. Scott? Tell, tell me because you say Mr. Scott, Scott but we, we don't know. Who is, who is Mr. Scott? What is his, the power he has here? What is the power he have here? Well, you're at immigration, Karen. What, are he, what does he come? Who the head of immigration is? Who the head of WRC? No, no, what's wrong with you? I ask you because the, the, the officer inside the office. I listen when she no, discriminates no, no, my no, family. No, 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 no. Usted sabe perfectamente que esa señora que estaba ahí adentro se expresó muy, muy mal. mal. Déjeme hablar. No, todo inglés. De una forma muy mal. So she, she's talking, I mean, I understand that, but she's trying to talk to the immigration officer and he telling her, oh, must speak in English. Well, according to one previous call, she don't speak none. So that might be why she's not going to be able to speak in English. But, um, you know, she's trying to tell him to stop so she can talk. This guy is out of control. He is out of control. Why are we allowing him to torment people? Seriously. Usted sabe perfectamente que esa señora que estaba ahí adentro se expresó muy, muy mal. Déjeme hablar. No todo inglés. De una forma muy mal. The official inside said, "What? Why your your baby is no Caiman and both far here." Take your baby and go far here. Your baby is not Caimani and you, your baby, everybody go far here. Inside, inside, inside the office. Yeah, but I, oh I come for because I, I need a lot the ladder for the school, my baby. Mm. I can't ask in the official in the front and front and front this and the official say your 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 baby no have nothing here in this side and your baby is not from Caimani mm. and you that's just the people discriminate. A mm. baby have only three years, but they, they want the father to shut up. Don't say nothing. Mm -mm. They don't, they want me close the mouth because this is not my island. Well, that's the problem. Bad. And I want to remember this country here. Uh -huh. This family leave this island because Noah said the law they have here in this island. Wow. I won't remember that my family is in this island because your governor abused for leave my family in this island. Put my my wife two days in prison and she don't two do days nothing in, prison. in this you island. In prison, sir. Fuck my hair here, the police. Mm -hmm. The police abused in the boat and nobody, nobody said nothing in this island. We live in this island because the government, this island, come back my family, return my family right. here. I want the people know that. No, 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 no. See, I want the people know that. I trying to explain this in English. Uh huh. He can't tell the truth though. My family here. I my don't family here Spanish, in the island again. The my baby's here in the five in the island and again. I mm. know this father no quiet. Mm -hmm. This father no quiet. It's the choice. My family is the choice. Mm -hmm. My my baby. If you know one, if you know one, why you know left me, leave this this country. You tell me. Yeah, we don't want you here, but you can't do it the way you, that you want. You want to talk something? You want to talk something, people? So you can't commandeer a Panamanian ship and tell the, the, the people on that ship to take you somewhere else.
You Do y'all understand what was about to happen if the RCIPS didn't go in and storm that ship that night? The Panamanian government, the owners of the ship were about to bring in private security and they would have shot and killed every single one of them, including that baby. I'm telling y'all facts. They said to this government, after how many days of these people commandeering their ship, we've had enough. We have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've lost our place in the Panama Canal. This is a private vessel and we need to go, right? We saw these people out at sea. We were trying to help them. Instead of letting them sit there and drown, now I'm sure they regretted that decision. And then they came on the ship. They threatened people. They locked themselves up in one little room, defecating all over the place with their nastiness. Had the poor child running a temperature almost killed his own child and he's sitting here talking foolishness about oh our government should have let him go and steal a ship in cayman waters well i have it on good authority the owners of the ship made it very clear we're going to bring in someone to deal with this since your government is not capable of dealing with it and they were going to storm the ship and shoot every single one of them dead so to save his life and the life of this ungrateful wife and the poor innocent child, our government went in and decided to take, the police finally went in and took control of the situation. Because these people, the Panamanians, were not going to play. They were not going to negotiate with them. They were going to go in there with force and take them all out. Okay? This is what he's upset about now. That our government should let him continue to commandeer and pirate an international, uh, a, a Panamanian vessel. But because it was in Cayman waters. But you know what? You know what the vessel owners told Cayman? This is what they said to them. Because Cayman like, no, no, y'all can't do that, you know. <laughs> they said, listen, we will put this boat in gear and go a few miles out in international waters and take care of this situation. And Cayman will have no control of it, but y'all can still get the bad mark for allowing this to happen and for having, you know, no control over this situation. That's what they were threatening our government to do. So finally, the RCIPS jumped up. No, 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 we'll go and deal with it. What did they do? Put the wife in lockup for two days? For endangering the life of a child? They should still be in jail. For pirating a ship? And threatening people on the boat, they should still be in jail. But we don't have the testicular fortitude to do the right thing when it's required. You see, situations and people like this really get under my skin. We need to do better. This man should not be in this country under any circumstances. Strip him of his, you've got enough legal rights, in my opinion, to do so. The man commandeered prior to the damn ship. You can't strip him by now of his so-called immigration status and send him back to Cuba? Huh? What are we doing? And then, hold on, I'll let you listen to a few more of his rants, but this is what else we're doing. Going overseas and complaining about it. This was just last week. La embarcación llegamos hasta ahí hasta el final de Huepey, aquí en la isla. ¿Los atendieron bien? Sí, nos atendieron bien, nos dieron un santo conducto ya. Andamos libres en estos momentos andando en la isla y 
vamos rumbo a la ceiba que a seguir caminando porque el destino final es Estados Unidos. Destino final es Estados Unidos. Sí. Nos sentimos de lo más bien aquí, nos han atendido. No es lo mismo que aquí que en Las Caimán. Las Caimán nos trataron demasiado mal, estuvimos presos hasta 10 días allá en, en Las Caimán, hasta logramos salir, escapado también como, como Cuba y llegamos aquí. ¿Tuvieron que huir de Caimán? Tuvimos que huir de Caimán. Qué barbaridad. ¿Cuántas personas hay? Somos 15. ¿Entre ellos niños, mujeres? No, no, todos somos mayores de edad, no hay mujeres, 15 hombres. Yeah. 15, hombres en total. 15 hombres en total. Ahorita la, la, la idea es llegar a Ceiba. Meanwhile, our government has said nothing to us about these 15 people that disappeared. I mean, I, and I see one single press release. When did they leave next week? We don't know nothing about it, but yet they're showing up in, in Ceiba, talking about 15 men come from, come from Cayman, and then they are talking about the bad treatment they've been getting. Our government has not even said anything about this. This is pure slackness. Como primer destino en tierra firme y luego proseguir hacia Estados Unidos. Y luego proseguir hasta los Estados Unidos. ¿Tuvieron dificultades en el camino? Sí, oh, bastante. Tuvimos 20 días de navegación y fueron malísimos esos 20 días. No se lo desea a nadie, pero bueno, como cubano y el cubano que oiga esto, que tiene para salir, que salga. Como pueda salir de allá y si es así, que no coja miedo y que salga. Que mira aquí que libertad más, más buena hay y buen... Y buenos corazones para acá, nada que ver con Cuba. Bueno, acá en Honduras se maneja una postura, a veces el propio gobierno central vende Cuba, vende Venezuela como lugares eh, muy bonitos, lugares donde se puede vivir tranquilamente como la vida en Cuba. No, eso es mentira. Eso lo venden ellos, eso es nada más propaganda, nada más como, como decimos nosotros. En Cuba no hay libertad, no hay nada. En Cuba, en Cuba no se puede vivir. No, hay democracia. no sé Venezuela, pero Cuba. Yo soy de Cuba y no se puede vivir en Cuba. No hay democracia. Cuba es un país súper malo. Todo el mundo está saliendo. Eran 11 millones, ya quedan como 9. O sea que todo el mundo se está yendo por los Estados Unidos. Estados Unidos y diferentes otros países. Lo de la gente salir de Cuba y coger libertad, que es lo que no tenemos allá. El mensaje a los compatriotas hondureños es que ustedes van a pasar por diferentes departamentos, iniciando por Atlántida, y van a pasar por diferentes departamentos para que el trato sea igual como el que han recibido en Islas de la Bahía aquí en Rotan. Sí, esperamos que, que nos atiendan en lo que es Ceiba, que es donde vamos ahora, y no me sé los otros pueblos para allá, pero bueno, lo tenemos que cruzar hasta llegar a Guatemala, México. Espero que nos que nos traten como nos trataron aquí, que nos han tratado lo más bien, nos dieron comida, nos dieron albergue. Listen, I don't really care where you go. You can go to Guatemala, you can go to Mexico, and a business where you go. I think that it's high time that we start to send a very strong message that this type of ungratefulness is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, first of all, somebody was just asking, which I think is a good question, how much did the Cayman Islands government had to pay um, in relation to that incident? Well, you know, the government is never going to tell the people the truth because we would all be disgusted if we knew. However, I can't vouch for this information one way or the other, but I would not doubt it. The, the, the price tag is that we had to pay $250,000 CI for the time that that boat wasted here with these people. I wouldn't doubt it. Because when, you, when you're going through the Panama Canal and you lose your spot, it's thousands upon thousands of dollars. So of course we would be on the hook for that. And this man has the audacity to still be protesting and going on with his ridiculous behavior. I'm sorry, but my sympathy has run out. Island talk about the Noli Kayaso. He talked about equality, but he discriminated my family. Everybody. You want to talk about something? Talk about him. Mm -hmm. 
talked about Mr. Noli Kayaso, he told equality in the silent and he he discriminated my, my family. You wanna talk, talk about Mind something? Talk about Mr. Mr. Sandra from from Kaimamaro. She mm -hmm. liar, your people, mm -hmm. but nobody said nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. She nobody said nothing. Yeah. Everybody fuck because it's that's the hypocrisy people we have in this island. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I taught English a little bit. Mm -hmm. You wanna listen my English? This is my English. Right. I can't hear in peace. I need a ladder for the, the school, my baby. Come in peace. What happened? I don't know what kind of peace he's talking about. By now, the police should have been there and arrested him long time. Digamos lo que pasó, Erika. Public disturbance. Threats El señor Joe Scott es el que va a tomar el caso. Él está reunido. Ya yo le dejé mi número para que él me llamara. Ya yo le dije muy bien a Neil. Si a mi hija le niegan la educación, nosotros no nos vamos a parar por 12 días. La cosa va a ser peor. Pero ahí vamos a pelear quién grande. You know, this is what he does with protesting going on when government just gives him everything that he wants. It's absolutely ridiculous. They arrested him that she spoke to the immigration officer and she told him, Mr. Joel's called, get in contact with them. And she also left a note saying that if her child does not get into school, it wouldn't be only 12 days of protesting. It's mm -hmm. going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Isn't that threatening the government? Yeah, so, um, well, the government, I got no, no, they're not going to boss and do nothing about it. I don't want to stop. It, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think it's time that the Cayman people start protesting themselves. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for the Cayman people to go by that government building mm -hmm. in front of work, in front of every government entity in protest mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and show them what's their right. I think the problem with us Caymanians is that it's only few of us that are willing to talk. Oh, yeah. And, the and, and that, that's why that's why he can mean watching because yeah. they're cowards. I don't care who and, wants and to listen call to it me. Out. We have too much cowards in our crowd. Yes. And there's so few of us that he can name us. You know, the ones that have spoken out about this, exactly. Noel, Noel and Sandra, exactly. that, that's, a, that's only two that he can think of. I mean, a lot of people are saying, because listen, the wife is from the Dominican he, Republic. He has somewhere to go. He does. But she just threatened the government. She just threatened the government. People are know. listen to me, I know six languages and one of them is Spanish. And she just threatened the government and said, it will only be 12 days of protest. It will be worse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is a threat towards the government. But what is the government doing? Mm. Anyway, that's my two cents. My dear, um, somebody said they arrested Lovell because she's black. According to my Cuban friend, he's in the Cuban military. I will send you the video as soon as I have it. I tell you what, this is ridiculous. Morning, caller. Good morning. Um, just a thought here. Mm -hmm. We cannot, we cannot be slack here. Where's the minister that's in charge? And the, where's the, where's the minister the that's in charge of CBC? Yes. Border control. Well, that would now fall under the premier. It was Chris okay. Saunders before. Because at the end of the day, with this behavior, mm -hmm. if a child, if their child mm -hmm. was to be allowed to go to school, and any behavior recall, can you imagine what would meet that school? Mm -hmm. Imagine. Thank you, caller. Okay, another call. Morning, caller. Welcome to the program. 
Yeah, I need to say something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know all this was still going on. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. I said I didn't know all of this was still going on. I was on on the waterfront. The so, uh, and, um, just a quick correction. Sorry, just a quick correction. Someone just corrected me that actually the border control part of it went to Dwayne Seymour, not not the premier. So I know the ministries was split up. So my apologies about that. It's actually WRC and border control falls under Dwayne Seymour now. Sorry, caller. Continue. Yes, caller. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Mm -hmm. I said I didn't know all this was still going on mm -hmm. because, because I was um, down there the day when that ship was out in the um, thing that they say about that these people had barricaded and police had went and take them out, but I didn't know. That, mm -hmm. that they were still carrying on, and I just listened to that man, and he, I can understand Spanish, and I can tell you one thing. Mm -hmm. He's some serious, mm -hmm. so they need to get him going, and then, then I, I heard the wife, and then you hear he came call, call your nika when he say, um, first I thought he was be talking about Sander, and then when he said, Mr. But they is ungrateful people, because mm -hmm. I can tell you when they had the, the tent, the thing. Mm -hmm. We used to go to our group up there that were Martinez's, and I thought maybe they were family to my husband because his grandfather was from Cuba. And one name Rolando told me when they were carrying on and going on about demanding this and demanding that. He told me, he said he's a Cuban, but he was shame because they are one of the most ungrateful people in the world. He said you could give them a to a Z, and some of them still not satisfied, he mm -hmm. said. They, they, and, and how I see that one retaliate, nothing that he looked very aggressive. He looked like he would eat and kill you. So they need to try to get him out. Mm -hmm. And if they need marchers, I will be here to tell what he, I think that was last year. Tell her I will go because Cayman Island do have to keep them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have enough people here that, that need and, 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 and would appreciate more what they're giving them. And I've been to that what they, and then they talk about Honduras. Eh? Yeah, because they can't go down there with the shit. Like how they come here, they, they got to stay nice because they will get them out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he looked very aggressive and listened to the some of the things that he said. He, and he said, and she said, he don't care what it will, his child going to school. So mm -hmm. not like he will do anything. So they better get him and name going. Thank you, caller. I appreciate it. We got another call in the line. Good morning, Good morning. caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, morning, yes ma'am. Good morning. Yes, Good morning. Mm -hmm. I had no intention of calling you today because, in a way, you were sticking me in my eye. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I, if this man now is currently protesting, I mean, currently mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. it's on another protest. Mm -hmm. And um, talking about, well, 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 my government didn't look here. Sandy, you should have been, you, you, you're a rebel, you're a revolutionary. The worst thing could have happened to you and Cayman mm. is when you were raised abroad. And in some senses, that was the best thing that happened to mm -hmm. you and Cayman is that you were raised abroad. But you should have known Shaden Road because you would have caught the last of it. He wouldn't be saying one word in front of that glass house today or wherever he is. Mm. Because when the Panamanian government mm -hmm. gave the solution, mm -hmm. I can almost say Mm -hmm. that there would have been one wise head sitting up to somewhere near to the glass house to say, okay, that's the solution right there. On a duck, you mm -hmm. hear me? Mm -hmm. 
outside of the pure baby, some people would complain about the little baby, mm. but if the little baby don't matter to the owners, mm. it, I am almost sure. And when I think about my cousin that did, look here, Shade Road wouldn't have put up with this. This wouldn't be nothing worldwide. It wouldn't be nothing said because there wouldn't be nobody left. Mm-hmm. And I want one Caymanian in particular, Georgetowners, Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. say different on a call in or say different well you know the radio going so I just talking in hot air now on the phone oh no you're not talking hot but, air we got almost 400 people online listening to you so keep on Oh, but what I'm saying is we are tired we are Caymanians mm-hmm. we not talking nothing about human rights and denying people food, water, clothing, shelter medicine mm-hmm but people, this is what England is going through in everybody. Well, England is this and England is that. Well, England might have been what they was in the past and now they're paying for it right now. But this is the same thing in yeah. particular. England is going through mm-hmm. and people don't want to see the people's point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, I don't have no sympathy for refugees. And Charlene is one that lived close to refugee function when she was young. Mm-hmm. And I looked forward to the people getting away as a little girl. I just thought freedom from oppression. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're coming, Kim, and you're good. What in the world is this? I, I don't have much sympathy for refugees. Well, I wouldn't want to bother talking about I agree 100% with her. We should have. We should have... Let it was a clean solution. Yep. Two hundred and odd thousand dollars could have fixed my house. My mm. house up need fixing. Mm. Mr. Premier, my house up need fixing. Mm. Two hundred and something thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Look here. And, not, and you not know a what? That did? Not a day in jail. That emboldened the rest of them to do what they want exactly. to do and emboldened him to exactly. continue to do. Where was this baby born? This poor infant. Where was this poor infant she born? She was born in Cayman. That's why he's thinking he have all rights. You see, he don't understand oh, okay. immigration all right. laws. Okay. Well, let, let me say something. Yeah. Before last election season started, before campaign season started, I was on the radio about three or four times asking our people, mm-hmm. the 400 that are online now listening, we all we, we addicts to this kind of show, so I know some of them had half heard that. We have things that we need to address, and the first on my list mm-hmm. was the immigration, the immigration law. We need to look at the immigration law. The whole country need to look at that. That don't need to be up in no high powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That need to be down on the street with the common man, because when my grandchildren and great grandchildren, which I do have, thank God. Mm-hmm. I do have them. When they come up, they don't have no place to go because the whole world has commandeered the Cayman Islands. Mm. We don't we don't think about that. Yeah. Two hundred and something thousand dollars is plenty of money mm. for some old people. I went to Uncle Rennie's the other day. Plenty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plenty of money for some old people. Yeah. Plenty of money for people that, that won't go to school who are Generational Caymanians are never going to get there mm-hmm. because 200 and something thousand dollars went out in the border. This man is no more than what I heard we were writing laws about a couple of days ago. A bully. He is a bully. Mm-hmm. And if he had had men, and I had to talk to one of my nephews, my cousins, couple, when the, the other ones were out in front of the mm-hmm. glass house carrying on, because he said he was going out there. I said, You've got to be a jackass. And I know he listened to this program because that's all he does. He just like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It is terrible. How can these people call themselves leaders? The, the, the political class of this country who are elected to parliament, the mm-hmm. government side, the opposition, and the Nowarians, you are the leaders in this country. Mm-hmm. You are our defense force. Whether it be armor sailing, aeronautics, whatever, you are our defense force. You need, you're not going to no strength, you're not going to courage, then write laws. Mm-hmm. Give us laws. And election season soon to start again, campaigning soon to start again. The first thing I need to come out talking about, or I can talk the radio to pieces, mm-hmm. is immigration. Mm-hmm. Then comes campaign finance reform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, I plan more before that, and I remember it already. And Charlene wants to know the money velocity in this country. Don't tell me nothing about no minimum wage. I don't want to hear all that. No G- GDP. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear all that. Give me money velocity of two economies the official economy and the unofficial economy. And believe me, tomorrow morning, you're not going to get on here. Mm-hmm. Unless I am back here with my other wishes and the 400 people online on a find a way to pull ourselves together, mm-hmm. especially generational Caymanians. We are the ones sitting down and doing nothing and mm-hmm. saying nothing. And these people leading us, I don't know where, but astray. We are looking for a Moses or a Mosea. Mm-hmm. And as Caymanians, we can get the Mosea before we get the Moses nowadays. Mm-hmm. So women come out of the closet. Come out of the closet. Nobody, this is not leadership. This is, you, you know, the whole government should be the jackass of the day this time. Yeah, well, I, I'm beginning to wonder, caller. I'm really, really beginning to wonder. The whole government, see, and I'm not what, trying to disrespect this caller, the leadership. See what this person said, the Caymanians government uses as a one-leg man in an ass-kicking contest? <laughs> and, and, I, and I want to love them. Oh. I want to love them, and I want to respect them. But if you can't get respect, mm. Charlene can't give you any respect. Mr. Panton, there is a man that, that I remember he was named Norman Panton. I used to call him OLP. Mm-hmm. I believe other people used to do that too. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. footsteps to follow. You're not going to be wandering in no dark. You got big shoes to fill. That's why people gave you a chance. Fill the shoes. Don't take advice from any and everybody. You come from a wise family, very educated people, mm-hmm. landed gentry. You know no pull boy that they can pull and give a five thousand dollars to or a fifty thousand dollars to money not supposed to frighten you. Mm-hmm. When the people come with their with their this and with their that and within the next day, Mr. Panton really should have known. OLP is rumored, and Steve McFeel can tell you that. I believe if it's true or not, and I should say, Doctor, and you know how little manners, Doctor C. McField should could to tell you that it was rumored when I was young, and I'm more like a Tuzla now, that Mr. Panton, Mr. Armand Panton, had taken on the British government back in the day, not today, back in the day, Mr. O- OLP had taken on the British government, and he won. Mm-hmm. Those are the shoes, Mr. Wayne Panton, that you have to fill, but. It's not so hard for you because the footprints are already leading someplace. Just follow them. Mm-hmm. And Mr. OLP was nothing if he was not a man for this soil. And he wasn't ashamed to tell you that he had a little smudge and maybe that's what made him so handsome. 
Mm. He had a little smudge in too, too, so he would turn up in people's yard and you didn't even know he would come in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? The, the rest of them now, they live in Ivory Towers. Them people back in the day, they would turn up in the downest yards when they had won something because they had the categories and they know how the thing had to go. We don't know nothing now. We keep pulling from people from overseas. They themselves want something. I don't know how good the 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 um the advice you get from them is because they have their ultimate goal as well. Thank you. This Carla. goal has to be only about Kimanias, and I'm sorry Absolutely. for taking up all this time. Thank Not you. Not a problem. We appreciate it. All right, folks. Um, here's another video that someone just sent. This is him again. I'm assuming it's today now. No, déjame hablar, Américo. Déjame hablar. Sí, sí, está bien. Yo vine aquí a molestar, no portarme bien. Yo vine aquí a sentirme, ¿no? Yo vine aquí a sentirme en este lugar. She's growing up against um, so much. Look, look at the poor little child sitting on the floor, Naina. She is growing up around so much ignorance and... Yeah. Oh, Vengo aquí por, lo, por el papel que necesito para la escuela de mi hija, porque quiero que mi hija estudie. Mm. Cuando entra el oficial para adentro, empieza a hablar mil tonterías y a discriminar a mi hija, pero yo tengo, soy un padre que tengo que quedarme callado. Porque si yo digo algo, yo hablo algo. Si yo digo algo, hablo algo. Entonces yo soy el problemático. Yo soy el que tengo el problema. Yo soy el que altera el orden. Llaman a la policía, llaman a la policía y empiezan a mentir. Porque eso es lo que hacen. Dicen, dicen que yo soy el violento porque yo tengo que quedarme callado. Yo tengo que permitir que los oficiales de esta, de esta oficina discriminen a mi hija. Que solo tiene tres años. We need to get rid of him. We need to get rid of him. He's paying attention. That's the only question. foolishness. He needs to go. Um, a listener to the program makes the following observations. They say, morning, Sandra, it's because of people like this Cuban, why France is burning now, letting in too much scum from other countries. When people, when enough of them get into the country, they become bold and brazen and eventually start rioting and destroying property. Mm -mm -mm. I tell you one thing. No, sir. This is, this is, this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, Vicky, I guess we got to sit back and allow him to kill somebody or to harm someone seriously and do nothing about it. I don't know what more the government needs him to do to demonstrate the caliber of individual that he actually is. Somebody else sending me pictures of government having to rent places for them. And this is how they leave the rental places when they're finished. Have a look at this. Look at that stove. That's how they left a stove from a rental place. This is how they drive around in these cars with no license, no insurance, no nothing. Had a head-on collision and almost killed a Caymanian child from East End. And guess what? Nobody not going to pay for that child's medical bills or vehicle or nothing. You see, this is this is the foolishness that I can't sit back and, and just say nothing. I mean, what? what? You know, times like this, I'm sorry, but there's a limit. Somebody said, did they not lock up Lavelle for being in front of the government building? But this guy is in the building doing whatever the hell he wants. No controls, no nothing. 
It's like, come on now. I'm all for human rights, but this has gone too far. Enough is enough. This man has rejected his rights to any human rights, to be quite frank and honest. Dottie, good morning. She says, send him back to his country and, and change, and to change his own homeland. Cayman is not for Caymanians anymore. Here's the thing. This man actually has options. He claimed he can't go back to Cuba. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, he got political asylum, so I don't know what evidence he supposedly gave them. But you know what? His wife is Dominican. He can go there. Yeah, that's a viable option. Put his backside on the next flight out of here and send him to DR. Good morning, Christopher. He says, is there a provision in the law that allows the government to revoke his status if a crime is committed? Why is the government joking with him? All of us are dumbfounded. I cannot believe that there were no consequences after this man pirated and commandeered a Panamanian vessel. How, how does that happen, Chris? No consequences. I don't understand it. I don't have the, 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 the answers. I only have the damn questions. But none of it is logical to me how this man was not incarcerated for that. That is a very serious offense. Instead, we're paying out allegedly $250,000 so the Panamanian government don't, don't you know, do something to us. Because that's how much money that vessel lost for the two, three days that it was here. The cargo on board, the crew members were being threatened and all kind of stuff. Boy, I don't know. I just don't know. Nathan says about the nationality of the child. Well, the child is takes the nationality of the mother, as far as I'm aware. So the child is Dominican. But you see, this is where the crux of the problem is. He wants his wife to get his status as a refugee, and she can't get that. Hmm? Thank God this government at least amended the laws recently, where even his refugee status is now subject to review, because the previous governments would give you refugee status, and that was for life. This government is saying, hold on, we're not going to give it to you as a lifetime appointment because they come to the Cayman Islands, claim refugee status, get refugee status. As soon as they get it, then the next flight to Cuba. How the hell are you going to be talking about you're a political refugee? And if you go back to Cuba, you're going to, you know, your life is in jeopardy. It's not, but yet you're traveling back and forth freely. That that means the whole premise of your entire application was a bold-faced lie, which I think 99.9999999% of them are lying about their life being endangered politically. They're economic refugees. That has nothing to do with being a political refugee. And there's a distinguishable difference and they should not be getting political refugee status when it's all about economics. They're looking for a better way of life. I understand that, I get that. But then you don't get, you don't get political asylum based on that, right? So the government recognized what they were doing. And now this government, this administration, has at least closed that gap. And after I think it's three years now, their applications are going to be subject to review. Cameron says, come on now, Sandy, not all human rights. Some of it doesn't make any sense when it only applies to those that consider 
to be more human than others, human rights is not a match. Well, I guess we need to make sure that human rights is balanced, right? There has to be a limit. This is absolutely ridiculous. Live says the Cayman Islands government is acting like the UK government. This is ridiculous. Well, I don't know who the hell they're acting like. I just know that there has to be some changes. <laughs> Vicky says yes, 99.99999.99999. Yeah? All right, folks. He'll continue his shenanigans until somebody stop him. If the government isn't prepared to do so, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, we do have Mr. Brent McLean who wanted to clarify some stuff about Carnival. Let's go ahead and get him on the line since he wanted to clarify this. Um, let me see here now. We can wrap this up and move on from this topic. Ms. Renita says, ain't he being a public nuisance? How can this man get away with such acts? A public nuisance is putting it mildly. Unfortunately, Ms. Sandra, um, not only are we responsible for them, they're getting NAU benefits and all kind of stuff because he not got no time to work. When does he have time to work when he always out here protesting and demanding more and more and more and more and more from our government? I guess Mr. Brent got busy. Um, he had messaged earlier to say that he would come on the live to speak on this whole thing. Um, we'll try him one more time and then if not, This person says, I, ha I had the idea that ungrateful ass was gone. Um, that should have left the Panamanian. They should have let the Panamanian get his ass out of the ship and see where he would be now. Sandra, should he, he has lost that when he pack up and le left the island. Morning, Mr. Brett. Yes, I'm, I'm here. All right. Good morning. Yes, morning, morning. How are you? Uh, sorry, my voice is a little um, little hoarse this morning. Yeah, all that screaming you were doing this weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I can't say so much screaming. It's just a lack of sleep and, oh, okay. and everything with regards to the carnival. Uh, it takes a lot to to pretty much run a carnival such as this. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, good morning. Morning, uh, morning. So I wanted to, because um, we're going to move on on this topic. I don't want to be talking about this tomorrow. But um, obviously, there were some criticisms. You know, you're one of the, um, I think, the organizers behind KMAS. And there were some criticisms. And the one that we're most concerned about is the lack of the cleanup after the event. So I did read um, some of what you sent through to us. And, um, you know, your critics are saying that that's hogwash, that um, you should have had this in place. And they don't understand why it took days for you to recognize that the place wasn't being cleaned up. So what would you like to say on this, my dear? Uh, well, well, truthfully, um, not hogwash. Um, mm -hmm. I'm here to, I'm here to uh, um, apologize to the people of the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. we, we failed in, in getting it done on time. Mm -hmm. Generally, what happened, our, our carnival has been on from... 2017 mm -hmm. until now and this is the first time that we have had such a complaint or we have had such a breakdown of of operations um you'll know in 2017 up until now when our carnival pass mm. it's clean we have cleaners behind um that didn't happen this year and we take full responsibility for that there's no um no hogwashing um we make apologies to the people of the cayman islands the fact that we didn't get that done 
um, the logistics didn't happen the way that it normally happened in the last um, five years. So mm-hmm. um, as soon as we realized that we hadn't gotten it done, which was Saturday afternoon after the parade, then by Sunday morning, we mm-hmm. couldn't get, we couldn't mobilize anybody to go because it was then Sunday. Um, I got some, so from Saturday afternoon, I finally got somebody to, um, to get it done, but mm. they wouldn't be able to go. They wouldn't be able to get out until Monday morning. Um, we had all of the events over the weekend. And in fact, I even had a, a juve that ended at, uh, six o'clock, um, Monday morning. And even after the cleanup of that, I personally drove all the way, <clears throat> all the way from East End down to Seven Mile Beach on the road to make sure that the cleaners were out. Mm-hmm. Spoke to the cleaners, spoke to the cleaners myself on the road, um, just to make sure that it was being done. Yes, it was a little bit late, but you know we are um, uh, just not hogwash. We're just making apologies. We did break down. We didn't get it done the way we normally would have done it for the last six years. So to the people of the Cayman Islands, that's where I'm here to make an apology on behalf of the directors and all of Cayman I've since spoken to the Ministry for Tourism, spoken mm-hmm. to the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, and we have made apologies to him. And we will be talking to him in, um, in a couple of days just to make sure that um, something like this doesn't happen again. Mm. Um, also, I'm going to make sure that my directors, we're going to try to, uh, we're going to volunteer to give, to, to give back time to the Cayman Beautification um, Committee, whatever they want us to do, just to, to make sure that we, that we make it right for the Cayman, for the Cayman Islands. Mm. Um, also, I'd like the people to know that KMAS is uh, is run by Caymanians, mm-hmm. and we are are what we would call hardcore Caymanians, and we love our island. And the fact is that um, this is not something that we would deliberately do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also what happens too is each band, uh, each mass band, each carnival band, mm-hmm. they have their own they have their own trash um, bins on board with them. So the majority of the revelers, I would say the majority of the revelers are putting their trash within that. So we know that and we know that that we know what is done. We also know that there's loads of people that are on this um, side of the road, spectators and all that stuff. So, you know, the trash is, 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 a, is a combination of revelers and combination of our spectators. But with that said, we always try to um, have a cleaning. For the last six years, the cleaning, our cleaning crew follows the parade all the way down as they clean. Mm-hmm. When they get to the end of the parade, they will go back and get um, whatever they need. That didn't happen this time. Um, like I say, some logistics just didn't happen. So therefore, you know, it's all on us. We <laughs> we recognize that, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I mean, we're humans and when, when mistakes are made, you have to recognize those mm-hmm. and you figure out how to and you figure out how to fix them going forward. So yes. there's all absolutely no hogwash. Um okay. here taking the blunt of whatever that we need to take and, mm-hmm. and do better going okay. forward. One of the other concerns, um, Brett, and I appreciate you taking the time obviously to come on the program. Um, sure. one of the other concerns was the enforcement of underage children somehow being able to join the parade. Did this come to your attention as an area of concern? Um, we, we hadn't heard any 
something of that. Um, each each um, each mass band have given have been given strict directives. They know the directives um, with regards to underage drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, each one the, each mass band have their own they have their own um, security within mm-hmm. their group mm-hmm. to ensure these things. Mm-hmm. We the con also have we also have our own um, uh, security, um, which are marshals that are marshaling the 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 whole parade. But um, those marshals are just trying to make sure to maintain order to make sure that people are safe, that nobody mm-hmm. is going under the truck and that kind of stuff, and keep it moving properly. Because it's a mon- it's a monumental thing to <clears throat> task to make sure that everybody is safe. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day the most important thing is that people are safe and nobody get hurt on the road. So uh, with regards to on the age drinking, I'm not, I haven't, I don't know any, we haven't had any reports on that, mm-hmm. but the mass bands themselves, the individual bands themselves, they know what our directives is. Um, we give that out. They know, they, they know the, the, the liquor license laws. They know the underage laws. We, they all know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, t- to be honest, the children shouldn't be even participating in the parade. Absolutely, absolutely, every, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, no children are not supposed to, but every one of the mass bands gets a waiver from all the people that mm-hmm. everybody, all the mass parades are in the that they have to be eighteen years old mm-hmm. to be in the parade. We also, I mean, we we've come to realize also too that there there is an area of carnival there's an age group of a carnival mm-hmm. that is not captured and that's one of the things that we want to look after this year uh, uh, after going forward because the fact is that you have the junior carnival which is more kiddies carnival and that's from age whatever to mm-hmm. about age 12 mm-hmm. but then you have an age gap between 12 and 18 that there's nothing for them so we have to capture that too. As if we're going to be the carnival that we say that we are, mm-hmm. that's something that we're looking forward to. To in the coming year, we hope that we can do a carnival, which would be—I don't know if you can call it—it's a kiddies. I don't know if you call it a teen carnival, but those are areas that we we're looking after. As the carnival grows, it, 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 it's you know, we we have to keep adjusting mm-hmm. as as it grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um. Another question that has come in is someone has said, will KMAS consider meeting with Badabanu and the government to find a solution for one unified carnival? I mean, this seems to be something that continues to bother people. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I, I figured if I got on the line, that question would come up. This person um, said most of the bands from Badabanu are now with KMAS. We're tired of the yes. two carnivals and it's destroying a tourism product. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The reality of it is, is I, I, you know, I don't want to get into to, to depth with so much um, mm-hmm. because there's so much I've gone behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know. Um, over the last five or six years, we have had um, countless um, meetings with Barbanu, with Brakanal, with the Kemanaz government. We've been in countless, countless meetings. And... Every time, every meeting, and, and in truth and fact, KMAS have been very um, compromised. We try to compromise as many ways that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell the people at one, uh, which people don't know. At one point, we did have a meeting. Um, we came to some kind of solution mm-hmm. with regards to one carnival, doing a 10-week carnival. Um, people must know. 
And we all agreed on that. We were happy with the outcome of that meeting. Um, it appears that Barabanu was happy with the outcome of that meeting also. Uh, we went back on, that was a Friday afternoon. We went back on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon to sign this MOU. And when we got there, Barabanu decided that they didn't want to do that. So we have been there. Mm-hmm. KMAS have been there. Mm-hmm. We've been open arm. We have an open arm. We've compromised as much as we can with regards to trying to get one carnival. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people believe that we just, that KMAS was here just to take the carnival. We have a vision mm-hmm. um, of what carnival should be. We, we understand the economic value that it brings to this country. And that's the vision that we had. Their vision didn't match with what vision that we had, and we tried to compromise. Mm-hmm. And at every corner, no one wanted to sign an agreement that we all came to. They, they decided not to. Um, the discussions, I don't know if discussions will go on going forward. Um, I don't know where that is going to lead to. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. making a Make it make it a, a, a meeting once again. I mm-hmm. mean, all the best I can hear people calling my phone right now. But um, we, our vision is there. Mm-hmm. Vision is an economic vision for the people of the Cayman Islands. And the reality of it is, is that we understand the economic impact it brings to the Cayman Islands. We had five or six hundred people that came to the Cayman Islands this year for Carnival. Five or six hundred people will not come to the Cayman unless they've spent about $3,000. And you can put that all together. You'll understand that this little thing that we got called Cayman's Carnival mm-hmm. is bringing in $2 million, $3 million for that period. So, you know, that's our vision. And anybody that doesn't understand that, we, you know, we can't understand why they don't understand that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, talks could be had again. I don't have a problem with that. I don't know if the outcome will be any different mm-hmm. because we have two totally different visions of what carnivals should be. This person says big countries don't have as many carnivals as we do. It's a testimony to our immaturity and egos. Another person says Badabanu is dying at a painful slow death. So maybe the idea is just to wait them out and they're eventually going <laughs> to disappear. Um, so I don't know. Some, I, someone says, ask yeah, him what was the reason for Badabanu not signing the MOU? So I don't, I don't know that um, we want to get too deep into that conversation yeah, yeah, this morning, and, but I mean. And you're right. And you're right. And you're right. I mean, what is the reason for Badabu not signing, signing the MOU? That they, they will have to tell you that um, because, we, you know, I, I can tell you it was, it was a vision that it was an MOU that we sat down for hours and went through. We went mm-hmm. through the MOU for hours with the gov- with, with the government, mm-hmm. with CNCF. We were in the meeting, and everybody on a Friday afternoon said, "It looks good. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back on Tuesday afternoon and sign the MOU." Mm-hmm. The only person that got there to sign the MOU was me. I was the chairman at the time, and I was there prepared to sign the MOU. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, everybody else that was in the room said, "Oh no, not not working for us. We're not signing it." Mm-mm. So, Barbanu can explain to the people why they didn't sign that MOU, mm. and now in turn makes Kemas look like like we're the, like we're the we're the bad person people, and we're not. You know, um, we just we're just about our carnival. 
-hmm. we want the very best for the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason that we have. Hmm. All right, my dear. Um, so hopefully the underage situation can be addressed. One observer did say that um, the band that you were in, which was the first band they actually saw underage kids in there. So maybe you missed them. Um, so I think that's definitely something that has to be addressed. Any thought to the yes. time of year as well? Because it seems like a lot of people could could barely survive the heat, the June heat, almost July. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, the truth is, um, if you if you remember the very start of uh KMAS was 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, you remember for 2017, 2018, and I think 2019 that we were in a dispute with regards to dates and time. We, mm -hmm. we initially started in May, mm -hmm. which was suitable with temperature and everything. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to do it on that weekend, but Brackenall had that weekend. And you, you will remember that um, that was the major contention at that time that we went in encroaching on, on Brackenall's weekend and that we shouldn't do that. And we understood that. So eventually we decided, you know, um, let's not go down that road anymore. Let's find a weekend for ourselves because mm -hmm. we, we definitely have to have a weekend, a long weekend for people to fly in. Um, you can't have a carnival for one day and people's going to fly from, from the UK or from all over the world just to come to a carnival. So therefore, that's why we have a calendar that, that goes for, what, six days, seven days? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the only other weekend that was available um that would not encroach on anybody's other weekend was in july and yes it is hot mm -hmm. so you know we're, we are doing the very best with the cards that's been dealt to us you know um we moved from may mm -hmm. just because we did not want to to to, to have a dispute with Brackenall anymore mm -hmm. so we're now in july um Will things change? I'm not sure, but yes, it was definitely hot on the road, and we know that, and we understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, we did give, we did go to every band and to all the masqueraders and ask them to continue to hydrate on the road mm -hmm. uh, because we knew it was going to be very hot on the road. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brent McLean, thank you so much. Um, appreciate you jumping on the show this morning and explaining yes, um, some of these things to us. Yep. So, and um. Like I say, once again, I appreciate you having us on. Um, I thought that it was very important for us to come on and not explain our situation. Mm -hmm. um, also explain the fact that, that yeah, we take the brunt of, 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 of the blame. We're not here trying to sidestep anybody or sidestep anything. Mm -hmm. um, anybody, anybody goes out to the road right now, you'll see that everything has been cleaned up. Yeah, it was all delayed. Um, we make apologies for that. We'll be working with the Ministry for Tourism. Like I said, I spoke to the Minister, um, Kenneth Bryan, and we'll be working with them. And the Cayman Beautification um, Committee uh, will do some volunteer work for, 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 you know, for what happened. Um, and I guarantee you that um, it's not going to happen in the future. So um, just Good. once again, apologies to the Cayman and people. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you Thank so you much. So Have much. a good one. Okay. Okay, dear. Right, sure. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Um, you know, sometimes we we misstep. Uh, sometimes we get things wrong, but it's all really and truly um, about how you recover, how you fix it, um, accept responsibility. 
I don't have any problems with that. They said, yep, we, we didn't do what we should have done, got it wrong, whatever. And now we're going to go ahead and, um, and fix it and, and give back to the community as a way to apologize as well. And they've apologized. I say we move on. Next year, we will look for um, a better way forward. And uh, we shouldn't be seeing this level of trash. I think the other thing that they should do is, you know, when these bands are signing up, they need to remind them of the importance of not discarding their trash just willy-nilly in any event. This is the environment, and we have to care about our small island. Everyone out there with your derelict vehicles, your garbage bins overflowing, throwing stuff out of your cars, please stop it. Don't do it. If you see someone littering, report it, see something, say something, do something. Uh, I saw a truck, you know, a couple of weeks ago, throwing a bottle right in five o'clock traffic out of the car, right in Savannah. My dash cam caught him, send it to the RCAPS. Here's an example of littering, right? Cigarette butts. You know, you guys are just throwing stuff all over the place. I'm begging y'all to please stop it. Appreciate our island is not a universal dumping place for you guys. Stop dumping on, on private property. Stop dumping on the roadside, right? If you need help with trash removal, contact DEH. They can assist. They will help you get it done. There's no need to do it. There are people who will come and pick stuff up and take it to the, um, the garbage facility for you. We have got to do better. All right? So that's part of cleaning up K-Man. That should be our campaign slogan for the remainder of the year because we need to clean up these islands in so many different ways. Immigration needs a cleanup. <laughs> our environment needs a cleanup. Good Lord. Ay, yeah, yeah. One day at a time. Um, so thank you, Ms. Marvis says thank you to Brent McLean. Um, Alejandro Damien says, is anyone ever prosecuted for what? <laughs> I mean, listen, if you send the RCIPS the actual evidence, they will, because these are just ticketable offenses normally, they will ticket people. So yeah. Remember the, the guy that we caught dumping? I think that one was down in West Bay and people took photos of him. That was passed on to the police and they they dealt with the situation. So start taking pictures, send it to the RCAPS, and they will gladly deal with it. All right, folks. I know we had a lot of topics on today. I don't think we got through everything for sure. So tomorrow we'll pick up the conversation. I think we need to talk about caregivers. As you see, that lady um, was calling. We'll talk some politics tomorrow. We've got a new political party or something. Uh, we need to talk about this rock throwing which is a very, very serious situation. People are having to deal with that. Uh, we actually reached out to the RCIPS, so maybe we'll have some additional information that can add to tomorrow's discussion as well. This is a very dangerous practice. I don't know why people are doing this. Um, so we'll discuss that. And um, yeah, you guys have a fantastic day. Back in the swing of things. Got lots of work that I need to be catching up on. Summer's here for your kids. I hope you guys have some safe activities um, for your children. And always remember safety first. You know, if you're putting your kids in camps, make sure you trust these camps. You're asking the right questions and that you do know that they have a child safeguarding policy in place. That's the most important thing, that they're not exposing your children to um, to harm in any way, shape or form. All right, beautiful people. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys tomorrow morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM.
Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 